For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time to add some spice to your nooner. Nooner. <laughs> Funny. This is the place where big-time guests, bold opinions, and little cute doggies come together. This, this is Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. So close to going off sides here on a Thursday. But just call a little neutral zone infraction. Ready to go here. Rothman and Ice. Anthony Rothman, Matty Ice Hayes, and CB. Appreciate you guys joining us today for the three-hour tour. How we feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling really good. And I always feel great when I have in my hands, you know, some goodies to give away to our wonderful listeners. Because, again, today I got four tickets to the Columbus Golf and Travel Show, AR. So, you know, that's a hot ticket I hear in the streets. Hot ticket in the streets. So stick with us, man. We got you covered if you're into some Is that a, golf You said and that's travel. a four-pack again? Yes, sir. That's All a right. four pack. That's a quad. So we're not even making you go alone. <laughs> no, bring to this the, thing. Bring the whole gang. Yeah, bring, you can you can roll deep. Yeah, bring all the homies. roll deep to the uh, golf and travel show. <laughs> golf and travel show. Roll deep. Oh man. Um, all right. So we'll get into it today. We've got a lot going on. Here's our menu. Uh, and by the way, I've had like a half a cup of coffee, and I don't drink coffee. I like the taste of it. It's kind of like you know when it gets cold and. I'm not a huge water drinker. I know you said I should. Everyone's carrying around these big metal jugs now. Yeah, it's man. the trendy thing. Swinging that that large metal container there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've yeah. gone away from like the old thermos. Now we have to bring gallons of water with us everywhere. You hear that ice in there? Ice, ice, baby. Living That's up to you. my name, babe. And so, but it's freezing outside, and I don't want to drink water. I mean, I'll drink it maybe, you know, if you work out or whatever, you play sports, do whatever, but uh, if you're watching an episode of Cops and you get sweaty, I understand. But... The coffee just sounds good on a day like today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, usually there's some kind of some sort of uh, milk in the refrigerator or something I can use to doctor it up, make oh. it a little milkshake. Okay. But I feel like I am a little more, you know, on tilt today because of it because I don't drink it very often. And now I've got it running through the veins and it's I've got to pace myself, Sergeant. You need a lot of that milk in that coffee. Is that what, Absolutely. That's what you're looking for, getting your Homelander on over there? Mm. You know, Homelander's a big fan of milk. CB knows what I'm talking about. I need you to watch The Boys, by the way. You would have got that reference, you know, if you watch yeah, The no. Boys on Amazon. It's aggressive. But So what you're prepping us for, I believe, is if you start to get in your Mel Kuyper bag today, we're going to understand why. If you start to speed up the cadence. It's jacked up a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> yep. We talk about Elvis Merce leakage. You know, maybe you got to eat the money with Elvis. Eat another bad contract. That's what the jackets do. Oh, Elvis, man. very emotional guy. Not a consistent talker, but look at him. A little swag in the last game. This could be a mutual decision to move him out of Columbus. We're wasting fan support, as we always do. It's always about everything but hockey with us. Oh. All right. You're done. Uh, for I got to slow down a little bit. Is it three o'clock? Um, Your face was turning my red. Goodness. <laughs> Psyched. I am wearing the Hockey and Hounds hoodie. Get yours at whereimfrom.com. Talk about Support it. the animals. Talk Shelter. about it. We'll do Hockey and Hounds today. A reappearance. Uh, I, I, I told you I was, I was working. Uh, John Davidson will join us at 2.33. Okay. We'll ring him up and find out what's going on in this 
Little mess they've got. More drama at the rink for the Jackets. In a very tough year, this adds another wild piece to the puzzle that they either have to try to fit in or move out. Fun time. Uh, we will have Dan Dockage this hour. So we'll talk to Double D about the basketball team that's slip-sliding away right now and what's happening with that. We'll get his opinion on what it's like to have a new AD roll in when you're a coach. Because he's had it. Had it at Bowling Green. So we'll ask him about that. Um, Matty, years ago, we talked about Baker. We'll do that this hour as far as whether the Brownies should pay him. I know you you kind of wanted them to invest in him. You're looking better right now in that conversation. I was okay with just not paying him. You wanted to get him, I guess, on a good deal. Yeah. I was like, eh, let's wait and see. But now look what's happening. The second act of Baker Mayfield is similar to a little bit of the second act of Jared Goff, However, you know, Baker had never gone to a Super Bowl. Baker didn't get paid like Goff did. But now here we are having to cook up a deal for the Bake Show, which I think is great. Like, I'm I'm rooting for the kid. He's earned it, man. He, he's absolutely yeah. earned it. So it, it is pretty cool to see yeah. his story kind of come full circle. And he's entered the divisional round. And now he goes into to D-Town, Detroit, you know, home of Eminem and others. See if he can slay the Lions, man. It should be a fun weekend. It's weird that you mentioned Eminem because something popped up on a feed yesterday that I was on. You know, I'm all down rabbit holes on certain things and, you know, watch a lot of body cam video. That's my thing now, right? Mm. Moving drunks out of bars, people getting pulled over. I like watching people's downfalls. No, you always say that. And that's shaking his head, too. You guys can say that, but why? I don't know why you guys aren't giving me the benefit of the doubt of. I like when people break rules that they're held accountable. That's all. Not, well, the reason why I think we all have this stance is because, you know, years ago, you, you, you let everyone know wrong, how much you enjoy wrong. That's the, bo- the ending scenes and hard knocks. Does Bobby where, Carpenter have a hand up your back? Is listen, he like pulling the I was the there, cords? too. I, I was there, too. I heard it with my own ears. The joy that you took joy. when the guys had to go around and say, you know what? I need you to bring your binder. Come <laughs> you talk You guys to- are so bad. <laughs> First of all, I like when reality shows are reality. I think that was the point. Oh. It wasn't about, like, that's the beauty of Hard Knocks, that it wasn't staged, that there was nothing, like, you got to peek behind the curtains. There are cameras everywhere. Like, all right, so don't edit out the salacious stuff. Like, that's what we're watching for. Okay. I just don't think you're helping yourself when you follow up with watching body cams and people getting pulled over. Why? Why is that bad? Those are people's downfalls. Did they not deserve it? They may have deserved it, for Most sure. Most of them do. But that doesn't remove the joy that it's rooted in for it's, you, and it's it's people taking else, man. That deserve them. <laughs> Big time. I want them oh, out man. in the public eye. Right? That's, I think in another world, when you come back, you're going to be some type of law enforcement I'm not, judge. It's not in another something. life. It might happen this week. This week. They take an aging. I mean, that's the problem. I can't like from a physical standpoint. There's yeah. only so much I could do, mm-hmm. right? So whether I'm watching the body cam videos of DUIs or shoplifting or people getting their rig towed away or whatever it is, yeah. Um, you know, I got to have backup. Going to need a partner. Like I can't. You write You know what I mean? I feel you. That's all. Are you so saying you're you, not passing the physical test? No, I think I could pass the physical. I just what happens is if I got in a situation with someone who who has a lot less to lose than I do, mm-hmm. I think I'd lose that battle. So I need okay, like some muscles. What yes, you're saying? I need. Yeah, exactly. I'm not right. signing up for that gig. Why not? Because I, there's probably going to be a couple situations where I got to take an L physically for you, and you I'm know, not signing love up for that, that movie with. Uh, Farrell and Kevin Hart, 
That's you and I doing let's the sequel. Be, what is that? Let's be. What is that? No, it's not. Let's be cops. That's the one I wanted you to see. Um, What's the name hard. of that movie? That's it. No, that is the, the name, name of the movie. movie. It's the name <laughs> I, of the movie. You are hundred percent accurate. And in by that, the way, saying that they they were rolling rolling together eventually. Mm-hmm. Mayo and fudge. Yeah, I don't think we need you out there in the streets. I think I want to put you in some type of courtroom. Well, I still and do have it. you know have you sit up high too, no, no. real high, I looking look, down on people. No, I already do it with the animal cop thing. Like that's that is part of it, but I don't have the weaponry that I need. So you want to be out in the field whooping up on some people is what you're saying. What about whooping up? <laughs> trying to Just whoop up. Trying to get things in order. Get this place back <laughs> to a, a livable situation. Yeah. Right? Well, you have fun with that. You know. Have good luck with all that. <laughs> I think that's what you that. meant to say. All right. The good luck with all that is what's going to happen with the Jackets right now. Uh, Elvis goes after Tom Wilson, goes off the rails, right? Emotional guy. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know whether he there was something going on early in that game. It escalated. He comes into the net. I thought it was fairly innocent, but it is Wilson. And then Elvis is like, hey, man, you're in my twine, and I'm going to get my shots in. I need my stick and all that. He thought he was coming um, for his knee, is what Elvis said. Yeah, who know, yeah I, this is a weird thing. So Elvis now... And listen, I understand from an emotional standpoint. The guy's been reduced to third string. They want to see what they had in Tarasov. They've got Martin. Like they, this is a bad deal. This is a, usually you don't pay guys the amount of money they're paying him and it's ball cap time. That's not really what this is about. The problem you have is that there is nothing you can do. Nothing. There may be a team out there, maybe, that his contract is so unbecoming with the with the 5.4 million against the cap that is crazy with years left on it yeah we're in year 2 of that 5 year deal there yes there is nothing you can do outside of trying to eat a lot of it to move him and i don't if you found a team that's got to spend to the floor of the cap let's say you even i don't know let's say you called up Chicago, mm-hmm. who is aligning everything towards Bedard's next contract, right? Let's let's build around the kid. Let's make every contract align when we have to pay him. That way we'll have the money to do it. You still have to eat this thing. And unless you can offer them a pick and eat his deal and maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll have to eat one of their bad contracts if they're taking Elvis off of you. They are in a really bad time because here's the deal. If you're trying to develop another goaltender because you don't think Elvis has the consistency or the steady emotion that it takes to be a number one goalie long term, which obviously they did when they paid him, there is not, there's not a lot you can do because showcasing him doesn't help you develop the next guy. And here's the other thing. If you're showcasing him for a trade and he doesn't play great or the team doesn't play great around him, that doesn't help you either. That doesn't help you in the price either. So they are in for a wild ride. Uh, we'll ask J.D. about it. But this goes into a situation that the Jackets are just a in a little bit of a mess right now. And it's it's not a good time because the fans are showing up. This this city is amazing. They're amazing. They, they love this team. They want them to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, they did it last year, too. They did it last yep. year. They showed up through the struggles and grinded. 
it out. So yes, this is a uh, it's a tough deal. It absolutely is a tough situation to be in for everybody because I guess the question I have is, you know, we heard so much about Tarasov and the the potential mm-hmm. that he has and maybe the belief that the front office has in him. If that was the case, then why did you hand Elvis that deal? If you've had in your mind, and this is just me speculating a little bit, that we believe that at some point in time in the near future that Tarasov could be our guy then I don't understand handing a five-year deal to Elvis. Well, at the time, you know, it was Corpy, right? Corpy was there. Elvis comes in. Elvis is the kid with talent. And I'm not denying he has talent. I really think he does. I'm just wondering if he has the mindset to be a, a true number one in this league. And I think it takes a lot to be that guy. You got to work your butt off. You got you to gotta be very good. You have to have a pretty decent team around you, and you have to stay very steady emotionally. And I don't, I don't see that with him. It's not, his save percentage is okay. It's 906. Like, that's, that's not horrible. Like, if I'm going to pay a guy $5.5 million to start 62 games a year for me, he's got to be 910 or better. Like, and, and he's close. So it, it, that's not awful. It's just, Maddie. it's the mindset. It's the, I mean, and, and by the way, I think he's trying to say the right things, but I don't really know if it's more about him or more about the team. It's There's a tough dynamic right now. Well, he had a lot to say after the Monday game against Vancouver, and we can play yeah. some of that next because I think that'll take us inside the mind of Elvis and where he's at currently with the situation. And as far as just the organization being on the same page with a brand-new coach and having a player say something in the media and the coach saying something different, and then where then the front office. Like, this pyramid is reversed, yeah, and it's not great. We'll hit it next. You'll hear it next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. If your idea of the perfect radio show is all Buckeyes all the time, then it's your lucky day, Slappy, the Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The fa- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ten. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. All right, CBJ. You know, you can call it what you want. It's a little bit of a circus now. Because your top paid goalie wants out. And where where have you heard that before? Um, but he's not Bobrovsky. No. He's not him. Not a Vesna guy? Well, he thought he was. Yeah. I'm gonna remember when he said like interviews from way in the past. I'm gonna win the Vezina and All Star. Hey, how about let's win a cup? I'm all for individual accolades, mm. but let's not be that guy. Sounds good to me. Um, you know, all that stuff comes with great teams, and I'm I'm all for his. He called it swag or confidence or whatever he has. And and he does have a, and I've said this before, he has this folklorish feel about him. Talented kid, emotional. People like that in their athletes, right? Want to see a little emotion. Not in the goalie. Torch taught me that. Remember when I grilled him on that? I think when Corpy cracked his stick over the cage. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I hey, listen, I'd be upset too if I let in that goal. Nope. These guys, go look at some of the greatest goalies in history. What do they have in common? You don't hear anything. 
You don't, you don't hear anything. Vasilevsky, don't hear anything. Hellebuck, don't hear anything. Why? Because they just work their tails off. And it's just a different position. It's an unflappable position. You're going to let in bad goals. How you react to them is a big deal. And Elvis just hasn't found that consistency in his swag. Uh, here he is, Matty. You set this up. This is a bite coming off of the win when he when he got the final shootout save and then spun to the, the death stare to the box and all that stuff. This is the Vancouver win, which is a good yeah. win, really good win for the Jackets considering what Vancouver has done this year. And you're crawling out of, I believe, what, a three-game losing streak leading into that one. Elvis and the guys get it done. He talks to Bally, and this was the interaction. Uh, Elvis, there's been a lot of talk in the in the days leading up to this game. How good did it feel to go out there and let your your play speak for itself? Well, it definitely was an easy game for me. Uh, I didn't play it a while, and you know, I, I, like like when I was talking back there, I, I said like, when I gonna have my chance? I have to. I'm not gonna have time. I have to get right away in uh, in the moment in the game, and uh, and I try doing that. I did not like my third goal in PK, uh, but I take it because again I didn't play a while. I, I'm in the start of the game. I did not feel well. The puck each period was better and better, and better. Third period was awesome. Overtime and, and and then penalty shots. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I mean, as the game rolled out, that's the perfect scenario for you because you were feeling at your best when you needed to be, right? I'm just mad. I'm gonna tell you honestly. I'm mad and I'm pulling out the monster out of me now. How did it feel in that overtime when not only were you perfect in the overtime, but the shootout you handled brilliant? Sorry, the, the shootout you handled brilliantly. Uh, there, there was no other choices to win. I needed this win. I needed this win, and I got it. And now I'm laughing. Now you can go celebrate a little bit. A lot. A lot. Thanks for the time, Elvis. Thank you. I needed it. Not we. I. And I like the kid. I do. I think he's got a real friendly nature about him. But I, I, I'm afraid, like they're afraid. But they paid him. I didn't. They paid him. Because they thought he was talented. And they thought he would develop. And I like the fact they snapped Vancouver's 26-game win streak when they were leading after two periods. Mm. That's good. They showed up. Silly. I mean, that chemistry with Johnny and Chinny now, it's, there's some stuff there. They have some young pieces. Um, and so that's good to see. But this is a little bit of a drama that they certainly didn't need. Elvis is Elvis. This is what you, this is what you made your bed with. And you paid him a lot of money. Like if this team was a, if this team was ten, twelve million under the cap, Maddie, fine. They're a cap team, bottom of the league cap team. That's not a good comp with several bad contracts now. Nobody wants that. Okay. How many assets do you really have that you can flip? Like you start looking down their, you know, positions and and I, I've said this before on the air about the team and the construction of the team. I, I, I listen. I've watched hockey my whole life. I'm telling you, when your leaders aren't wearing letters, it's not a great balance. It's not. And so they have good players. They're not a good team. And so from the center to the D-men to the goalie, there are issues. Yeah. And I just named you the spine of that team. And, you know, Yarmo says it's coach's decision. Then Pazzy says it's above his pay grade. They're not on the same page. There's no communication. That comes from the top. You know, J.D. will come on at 233. We'll ask him what's happening because... They are in a little bit of survival mode now. You locked in Severson for eight years. I, you, I mean, you want to eat Liney? 
Want to eat that money for a third rounder? Like, I, yeah, I know, man. I mean, it's, it's they're in a very, very tough spot because yeah, no if they thought they could catch lightning in a bottle out of the gate, then they could hang on this year. Like, what, what, what did they really fix? Their goals against are bad. Um, do you do have NHL players now? Mm-hmm. Lars got screwed because Lars had an AHL team because of the injuries. Yes, and so you were you can't compare the two. Now they actually have NHL players, so they're going to score more. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. Um, by the way, you added Ronnie. You got Tex back. You got some NHL D-men. You got Zach back. Like, now he's out again. Um, you did get some solid goaltending in Elvis, but the high danger chances against are still bad. And and so they could. my point is they could score their way out of some messes this year because they had guys to do it. And now this Elvis $5.4 million for another this year and three more years um, is not looking good, and I don't have a way out for them. I don't. I told you that if they call a team, you want to unload them with a team for a bad contract, you'll probably have to eat another bad contract. You'll probably eat a lot of his money. Um, but you got to find a team that needs to get to the floor of their cap and see if they'll roll the dice if they have flexibility. Because And that there aren't too many teams like that out there. Mm. So this is what I think can come with the territory when you deal with Guys that have a big personality, it can work in two different ways. It can work in a positive way when you have those guys playing well and contributing and doing fun things that get the get the fans excited and all of that. We've seen that with you know the Draymond Greens of the world, right? When he's on his game and locked in, it works so well for the Warriors. But the downside is you get some of the nonsense that comes along with it. And for the most part, Elvis really hasn't gone down this road to this degree, to my knowledge. But that's the problem you have is when you deal with guys that are cut from that type of cloth, they can make things a little bit stressful for you as a front office. And within the locker room now, I wonder how his teammates feel because when you know, when you go out publicly with something like this, it has a ripple effect. And now when you come into the locker room, maybe guys are walking on eggshells and maybe the vibe is off and that can contribute already to a down season and really have you sliding the other way. And then you mentioned the stuff from Coach V. Like that that quote about that's above my pay grade. That's a lot of dysfunction to me where you don't have it's complete miscommunication. Yeah. Or you're absolutely right. When you don't have your head coach feeling empowered to make decisions on his own and maybe from the top down they're saying, "Well, this guy needs to play in net. This guy needs to play in net." You just it's a mess. It's a complete mess, and I feel for the fans because this has been a a real struggle here over the last couple of seasons, and the product just has not been good. Last year, I know you mentioned the injuries and all of that, but there just hasn't been consistent flashes of positivity. It's just been consumed with a lot of negativity when you talk about the Jackets, and that's really unfortunate because I know there's some good people over there, but more importantly, these fans, as we mentioned off the top, they're not going to turn their backs on the team. This franchise needs to find a way to infuse more good things into this fan base because I know a lot of people are starting to lose faith and I don't blame them. This is the problem you have when you don't strip it down to its bottom core where you try to retool on the fly. Those are very difficult. Look what Philly's doing. Look with Torts. Look at what Chicago's doing. I mentioned that. Like You have to be smart about your rebuilds and you have to know who you are. Look at the two cities I just mentioned. Big, traditional hockey cities that, that get hey, we have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. But when you're Columbus and you want to keep pacifying the fans and, and make sure that you're in it, yeah. that's the deal. And 
to find a team with flexibility that can roll the dice on Elvis and think they can tap into what he is, that's going to be an iffy one for them. But we'll talk about it on Hockey and Hounds at 2.30 with J.D. When we come back, we switch gears to our guy, Double D, Dan Dockich. And the situation with Ohio State basketball, does he see a flip for them? Rothman and Ice and the Fan. A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And well, we smell a little, but oof, you've accepted that. The Fan. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fascinating, informative, covered in dog slobber. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. All right, welcome back into Rothman and Ice. It's that time of the week. Uh, we swing it big with our guy, Dan Dockich. Don't at me, outkick.com. He is the host with the most. Double D, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. How are you guys doing? I hope everything's well. Yep, uh, pretty good. we got a lot to get to uh, today with you. All right, so we've got a new athletic director here in Columbus. So my question to you, Coach, is this. Does Chris Holtman, Ryan Day... Do they get what would be perceived as a longer leash because the new guy wants to make his own evaluation over time moving forward? Or do they get much less because the logic says this guy has no personal investment in a coach or coaches he didn't hire? What's your feeling on it? Well, I don't know if it's one or the other. I'll tell you what. Paul Krebs came to uh, Paul Krebs came to. Bowling Green from Ohio yep. State as an athletic director, and he had a very favorable impression of me and Urban. Well, actually, he hired Urban, so uh, and I had never had a problem. Next guy came in, guy from Purdue named Christopher, and I could tell from the first meeting, and I wasn't the only one. It, you know, I married the softball coach there eventually, and she felt the same way. Everybody felt the same way that this guy was one of those "you're not my guy" kind of guys. Uh, so it depends because things don't happen in a vacuum. Things happen, you know, guys know one another or know somebody that knows the athletic director or the athletic director knows somebody that knows Chris or, or, or that knows Ryan. And so that's one of those deals where you, you don't know until you sit down and you talk to them. And if you have been in uh, college athletics long enough, but both of those two guys have been, then you'll get your own feel. And mm-hmm. that, that is the best way I can describe it. It's, it's, it, it somebody's telling uh, the AD that Chris and Ryan are great or bad or good or awful or whatever, and the same thing to Chris and to Ryan. Somebody's telling them something. So mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, I don't think I answered your question. I'm just giving you kind of the reality of the whole thing. Yeah, no, I it, it's it's logical what you said. I, I'm not trying to say, hey, the clock starts ticking on both of them in a, in a well, new. Well, it does. No, no, hold on. It, okay. it does. Now, look. Let's be honest. Um, right now, Chris is struggling. Mm-hmm. He's on a three-game losing streak, and when that happens, people bring up what you haven't done. 
obviously Ryan and, and losing. I don't know if people are holding the bowl game against him. That's such a weird deal. But, you know, obviously the Michigan stuff, and it certainly doesn't help that Michigan goes and finishes it off at the national championship. So, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not saying anybody's right. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm, I, I, but the clock definitely ticks on you now. If you're coming in there and, you know, Ryan had just won a national championship, then totally different. Doesn't matter, right? But or, or if Chris was coming off of a Final Four, it doesn't matter. But absolutely, where those two guys are, whether you think it's fair or not, there's no question the clock ticks. All right, Dan, you mentioned the three-game losing streak for Chris's team. From your coach's perspective, man, what are you seeing X and O-wise that's leading them down this path of maybe, uh, uh-oh, this is feeling similar to what we did last year. What's going on, man, from your perspective and why things aren't meshing right now? I don't think – I think everything's hard. Like, I'm watching that Michigan game, and everything's hard. You know, you, let's go through the numbers, 65, 60, and 65. Those are the three, point, three uh, scoring totals for Ohio State. Now, look, Wisconsin, okay, they're going to play it. But Indiana doesn't really guard anybody. Michigan hasn't shown that they can really guard anybody. And the fact of the matter is you're not getting anything easy, Ice. There's, there's nothing, you know, in transition consistently. The defense isn't kicking balls up. You know, when, when you've played well, you know, you've scored in the upper 80s, or excuse me, upper 70s into the 80s. You know, and really, um, how do you do that? Well, you do that by getting the ball down the court, by continuing putting pressure. You scored 92 against Alabama. I was going through this this morning uh, because I knew we were going to talk, and I had watched all three of these games, and this, this, the, the thread hit me. Like, you you. Man, if every possession's a grind, mm-hmm. it, you know, if if every possession is like, man, we got to go twenty five seconds before we can even get a decent look at a shot. That's hard. So, unless that changes, you know, unless that changes, and this team can start start scoring seventy five plus, which they haven't done since their last win, Rutgers, they got seventy six. Uh, Every game is going to be knocked down, drag out. And frankly, if you play enough of those and you don't have a superstar, you're not going to win a lot of them. He's double D. Dan Dockett's with us every week here on Rothman and Ice. Um, you know, listen, they went on a 16-0 run against Michigan. Unfortunately, didn't translate into a victory. Um, it seems like you're right. It's Thornton dribble around and either shoot or try to find somebody Akpara was good in the first half. However, watching him late, and I, I don't know this. I don't know, maybe he was tired. Who knows? Um, but it was like he wasn't even trying to post. Um, it was almost like he was being guarded on offense in a way. Like he wasn't trying to get position, and Zed doesn't try to get position. I, I don't know whether they that's what's missing, is they just don't have a post that they can kick into and kick out and try to create off of that. It seems like it's Bruce, do your thing. If we call a timeout, maybe we'll ISO around Roddy Gale and see if he can get to the rack. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a structure on offense, like you say, and I don't I don't know what the answer to that is. I mean, Battle can certainly hit threes. We know that, although I think he only had one shot in the last eight minutes of that game. So uh, what do you see in the in the offensive structure that might be able to change? I, I, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, and I think I got a little long-winded on it, but... Um... When chaos ensues, and there's chaos in the game, meaning, you know, for for Michigan, 
you know, for Michigan in the Ohio State game, chaos was a 16-to-zip run, you know, against you. Uh, chaos ensues. you got to get something easy. How do you get something easy? You get it in transition or you throw it in the post. Yeah. You, you just do. I mean, you know, and when you need a win, particularly on the road, and the crowd's going nuts, you throw it on the block. And that doesn't mean you're scoring on the block. That means what you had said, you know, kick and then hit the next guy. You know, make the defense react, make the defense move. I think sometimes Ohio State, and they're not the only team, man. It just drives me crazy because a lot of teams get in this situation. Um, teams get get stagnant because one guy's dribbling, the defense is set, the big guy is on the block, it comes out to set a ball screen, they play a drop coverage, which means they, they, they get back to the free throw line, they don't overextend. So they're able to kind of bracket the, the dribbler, and which is fine, but you got to have a post guy uh, stepping in somewhere. You, you, you know, the old triangle offense of Tex Winter wasn't really any innovative thing. It just simply had a post, a feeder from the wing, and a feeder from the side, a corner. And when you don't have that and you get dribbling, particularly in chaos now, which is where, where Big Ten games are decided, uh, then you're relying on jump shots. And unless you're, you know, Steve Alford or Jay Burson or someone like, you know, it's just going to knock everything out, it's hard to win that way. Yeah. Um, that's, why, that's why I've always said about Purdue. Purdue can win anywhere because everything's going nuts. They just throw it into the big guy. They just throw it into the monster. <laughs> you know, and, and problem solved. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, and, and I – I'm disappointed in Key. I thought Key at this point in his career uh, would be that guy. I thought he would be a guy that could go get you 12 to 15 and be a guy in chaos. Like, look, you know, it, 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 what do they call it in baseball? You used to call it a 3 o'clock hitter. Everybody's good at 3 o'clock. Well, the game don't start till 7. Batting <laughs> practice, you look great, man. You know what I mean? Uh, first, first half, great. But and chaos isn't always the end of the game. Chaos is we're up six. Next thing you know, they're on a hell of a run. They 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 went from down six to up three. Now we got to have a bucket or this thing could explode on us. And you throw it inside, you get a three point play, and everybody shuts up and sits down. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's it, and that you're exactly right. That is missing. Yeah. All right. Give me. I got sixty seconds. Give me. Has Jerry sure. Jones gone soft here? He's eighty one years old. What's going on? I mean, he could have swung really big and gotten Belichick and said, you know, what? we're going to ride out together, big dog, and I'll give you a playoff <laughs> roster. Let's go get a Lombardi. Uh, listen, the guys, McCarthy's won games. I get that, but not the key games. I feel like where's the Steinbrenner and Jerry Jones? We've kind of lost. I, I thought he would definitely make this move with Belichick available. What'd you think? I did too. And then a friend of mine pointed out that apparently that's not who Jerry Jones is. Apparently Jerry Jones did with Jason Garrett, exactly what he's doing here with McCarthy. He, he's letting him play that last year out. You know, I'm with you. See, I love, the reason I always love Steinbrenner is because Steinbrenner knew what he had. He goes, man, I got the Yankees. Hey, I'm the Yankees. I'm going to spend more money. I'm going to do more things. I don't give a damn what you all think. This is what we're going to do. I thought that was who Jerry Jones was, but turned mm-hmm. out that's not exactly who he's been. Look, I feel bad. I don't know if I, will, I would want to coach there if I were uh, Belichick. Well, I need that headache. Although I do say I am, I'm a Dak Prescott fan. I think Dak Prescott's pretty good. Do I think he's the greatest quarterback ever? No. Do I think he's overblown? Do we talk about him good and bad too much? Absolutely. 
But I, 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 I like Dak Prescott, but I'm kind of with you, man. I thought, hey, wait a second. We're going to see the renewal of Parcells and Jerry Jones. It's going to be Belichick and Jerry Jones. Let's go. But no, apparently he's got soft. Yeah, that's it, man. All right, brother. Good to have you on as usual. Be well. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Danny. He was on the Bryant Heating Coin Systems fan guest hotline every Thursday with us here on Rothman and Ice. All right, when we come back, uh, we hit college football. Ohio State, in-home visit, down south, where and with who? We'll tell you next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. News, opinions, and insight all before breakfast. Rise and shine with morning juice. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like Yoda, Rothman will limp onto the golf course, talk about how stiff his back is, wonder how he can even make it through a hole, and then proceed to kick your ass. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. All right, Iceman. A fun little interview with Dockage there every week. By the way, you know, you get into these winter months, kind of the doldrums and waiting on football. The fact that I rewatched season one of True Detective last week is unbelievable. It was rolling as a precursor to the new one with Jodie Foster, which I watched. And I, I mean, it may be, and I certainly have a little bit of an issue with the ending of the first one, but believe me, it was one of the greatest rides we've had. And it's not a long one either. I mean, it's intense from the start and you go. And it was about as good of a combination, McConaughey and Harrelson, as you'll ever see. And I rewatched all of that. That's amazing. I love that because to me, the first season of True Detective is darn near perfect, man. It is darn near perfect. Russ Cole is one of my favorite TV characters of all time. Matthew McConaughey was in his bag with that character. Woody Harrelson was tremendous. We're not going to talk about season two and season three, but season one, that's a mm-hmm. hit show right there. CB, did you ever watch True Detective season one? I never have, no. Yeah, get on that, big dog. I think you're going to thoroughly it's, enjoy it. I mean, it's a tough storyline. Not going to deny that. I mean, you got to be ready for what they're talking about because it's pretty graphic rough stuff but the acting by him and the storyline um you know the only difference i would make i won't i think we're over the statute limitations on spoiler but with the new one rolling there may be people that are experiencing it for the first time so i don't want to be that guy because if we're talking it up so much i don't want to then give you the ending and tell you how i would have changed it that's not cool you're nicer than me well that it's just not it's not i wouldn't do that to people that's almost what six seven years ago Maybe longer. I don't know. I don't know when it came out. But because I like, and I said this earlier in the program, I like shows that are so intense like that and so like oddly realistic, even Mm -hmm. though it's acting. I want the ending to fit. I will tell you this. It wasn't as corny as the Game of Thrones ending, but it had that vibe to me like, wait a minute. This shouldn't turn into Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. That's not Mm -hmm. what it was. 
That's not what it should be. And so that's all I'll say. Okay. That's it. I'm just glad you uh, rewatched. Oh yeah. Now you got I mean, me. It was so that. it was great. I heard some pretty good things about the first episode of the new season with Jodie Foster. So I'm gonna tap I into think that you'll too. like first of all, the setting's cool. Yeah. Kind of an isolated research area in Alaska. Everything's dark, you know. Mm. And winter solstice stuff and all that, and then you get into missing people, and and obviously she is perfect because of Clarice, you know, Silence of the Lambs, you know, investigator and all that. Um, Ohio State's investigating another portal kid. Uh, this is a star in the making. This is the Alabama DB Caleb Downs. He went into the portal. Ohio State reportedly is making an in in home visit, ironically to Georgia because I believe that's where he's from, and so. That also creates massive competition because Georgia may be the team that has the real leg up here in this. But according to on three, Ohio State will conduct an in-home visit today with this kid. That's big news. Big. big news. Absolutely. It's big that he's on board with the visit because a lot of this stuff that I've been seeing before the report came out this morning was, you know, Georgia seems to be the favorite in this with Kirby Smart right there in the thick of things. And look, Kirby's an outstanding coach. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone considering that you said that the kid is from Georgia as well. But if you didn't watch this dude play this year, he's he's in he's a one of one to me on the back end and as a freshman when you see those type of flashes you know that this kid down the road is going to turn into a star player and on the Ohio State side of things there there's an opening there or could be an opening there at that spot when you look at that free safety position Josh Josh Proctor just graduated Malik Harford Jihad Carter those are some of the guys that are going to be in the mix, mm-hmm. but this guy may be a, a bit of a level up, right? We haven't seen much from Carter and Harford. Those guys haven't done a ton out there on the field. So now when you have this guy that, according to the Tom Van Herens of the world and people over at On3 that are saying this is the number one guy in the portal at the moment, it's your job as a staff to try to get in his ear and sway him. But this is the beauty of the NIL era. This is the dream when your kids like Caleb Downs is to have – two parties and two strong brands competing for your services. I can't imagine what those conversations are like for him, right? Because now he could sit back and say, well, Kirby, if you really want me, show me, show me, show me with a, in, in the bank account, coach day, your defense, the staff, you guys want me. Oh yeah. Fire up a little Lamborghini or something for Which, your boy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Those That's run, those at. run great up here at this time of year. <laughs> um, I, I agree with you that Cuba Gooding jr. Was way ahead of his time. The show me the money was way ahead of the time. Now, I also want to add in the fact that Ohio State was in on this kid and Georgia was in on this kid before he went to Bama. Mm -hmm. And so now the beauty of this is that you remember Marcus Freeman's line. He didn't say it right, but it came out very anti-Ohio State, which I don't want to make the same mistake twice, right, when he had a chance to take the Notre Dame job and all that. Well, now you actually do have a chance to rewrite whatever you want, whatever your ending chapter will be. So, and I'm not saying he regretted going to Bama. The regret, unfortunately, is Saban is, no, is nobody's fault other than an older aging coach yeah. decided this was it. When you decided to commit to Bama, you had to know that this was a possibility. Like, and Saban kept saying to the Saban kept throwing it back on the kids. Like, well, you can't promise me you're going to be here four years. I can't guarantee anything that I'll be here four years. Yeah. And I respect that honesty, even though it's a it's a little bit of a slippy slope because you can 
you can evade a kid's question. But if all the coaching staff is gone that this kid committed to, then I have a then you have to decide whether Kalen DeBoer is your guy sure. and whether you have the same upward mobility at Bama. So this is a chance for maybe him to go home to Georgia. However, Ohio State has created an, an incredible roster right now, and obviously it's a massive brand. I know. I guess Notre Dame was in on him when he came out of high school as well, but I haven't heard anything from them. But it feels like this is Georgia or Ohio State, and here you go. Georgia might be just too much to overcome because of the proximity and his, maybe his feel that he, that he didn't go to them the first time around, and now he could. But if Ohio State's making an in-home visit... That's big. He's legit, man. He's absolutely legit. He he led Bama in tackles this year. He took a punt return to the crib. So you, you can do some different things with him what are on, those? On, the, on the back end. What are those that you just mentioned? What what does that mean? A guy actually returned a punt for a touchdown? Does that happen? Well. I just want to make sure. Because I, I haven't seen one in a while. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yes. That's, that's amazing. Do you know when the last punt return touchdown you, for Ohio State was? That's what I'm. That's my whole point. I don't. No, when was it, CB? So actually, there should have been one against Arkansas mm-hmm. State, I believe, two seasons ago, but it was called back because of a penalty. But actually, it was Jalen Marshall, Marshall yeah. versus Indiana game. Yeah, Jalen Marshall. I haven't heard that. So name. you that's what twelve, thirteen years ago? Is that what you said? No, it can't be that. Long. Was that the championship year or what, the year I after? Know. I can't I, remember. Or it, I think it was the championship but, year. But you're telling me Jalen Marshall is the last guy, right? Yes, because kick return, I believe, was Jordan Hall, which is ironic. I was at both games. Yeah, okay. So this that. one has to be in 14 then when they played IU. I'll verify it, but yeah. I think that sounds right. Okay. So they usually go a good five-year window without one. Like, when you get one, just don't plan on seeing one maybe then for another five, six years. It's cool. It's not quite Haley's Comet stuff, but the fact that you just dropped a guy that... Hey, I'm just, you know, it's what he did last year. You know, Go he, can, do he can help you out special teams, man. He can help you out. Go to Caleb Down and say, listen, this whole punt return thing, we know you do it. We need it. So just do it again. Oh, we'll come back top of the hour and we'll get into Baker. Mm. And did Tampa find their next quarterback of the future off of the heels of Brady? Rothman and Ice in the fan. We have so many local shows, I can't fit them in a 10-second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. The fa- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen, learn, lay the points. This is Rothman and Ice. Second hour of the program, Rothman and Ice. Peter Bukowski covers the pack. Green Bay. Going to San Fran, pull the unthinkable, really shake things up, really get the snow globe all churned up, maybe get the Niners out of there. It's probably not what general sports fan wants. However, if this gets to a, I think, what did I say? I think my Super Bowl that I want is Detroit Buffalo, because then it's guaranteed that one sad city Becomes incredibly happy. 
and hopefully not violent. Yeah. However, well, you could see both happening. Um, it it would have, like I said yesterday, it would have Cubs Indians vibe to me, mm. especially when you those football cities, Buffalo and Detroit, would be solid. What's your Outside of your fan, can you put your fandom aside for a second? And it could include the Ravens. I'm not telling you not to, but it may be hard for you because of your emotion in it. Yeah. But is there a kind of a wishful Super Bowl for um, you that you'd like to see outside of outside your Outside of my squad? Yeah. I would enjoy a Buffalo-San Francisco Super Bowl. I've seen the Mahomes-Andy Reid movie before in the postseason in a Super Bowl. Josh Allen is just kind of crazy, all, all ultra-talented. Mm-hmm. You never really know what you're going to get on a consistent basis guy, but when he puts it together, he's, he's a one-of-one one type of guy. That type of playmaker with his guys around him going up mm-hmm. against San Francisco, you can sign me up for that. I'll rock out with that. So in the AR little gambling algorithm, I'm going to put it in for you, Buffalo San Fran gets you... On bet three six five, an exact Super Bowl of almost four to one, okay. plus three seventy five on an exacta. My Super Bowl, Buffalo Detroit, gets me twelve to one. Ooh, a little bit more cash. On I just don't. Yeah, well, you, you understand why Detroit would have to go probably to San, San Francisco, Francisco and knock right. them off. Right. That's really difficult to do. Um, the most obscure Super Bowl is, as you know, already know, would be Houston and Baker and Tampa. And I got to tell you, I as much as I think that sounds fun, I, I'm not sure. Oh, so CV, he's coming over to my side with a little bit of my March Madness take a here. Hair. That when we get to not, the, a, not all the when way. we get to the the games that really matter, like no. the AFC title game in the Super Bowl, you don't want to see the Cinderella no, stories no, anymore. I'm, I'm okay with it. Oh. I said it's not my first, but I'd be okay so, with it. It's, I, it's not fun. like I, I like I won you over no, with my March Madness no. take right there. Uh-huh. No, no, I love Cinderella. Mm, I yeah. hope they go all the way. Oh, give me, just, give me all that. I just don't want to see them. The give me Bucks all and the Texans in the Super Bowl, but give you all the Cinderellas. It wouldn't be my first. No, because they're not. It's the NFL. There's parody. There's not some true little guy. Well, I think There's now amongst this field, band. I think the Bucks and the Texans yeah. are looked at as the little guys right now. What would you need back on your money at Bet Three Six Five for a Houston? Tex, uh, Houston, Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Um, Not a winner, just the exact. I laid down a hundred. Yeah, like if I if you were forced to lay down a hundred bucks of our soft earned money out of the Rothman and Ice Sludge Fund, I, I need you to say how I said it. A hundred. Can you say a hundred? There we go. No D. <laughs> there we go. No Listen, middle D. That's H U N N I D. Let me tell you something. I once. This is no joke. I'm doing college radio. And I had mentioned something about something that had the word hundred in it. And I said it real fast and I said hundred. Hundred. Yeah. Like that. And my program director at the time, it was just a college kid, he like wrote me a, a handwritten note, like, oh. hey, good, good update, whatever. But hey, the word is hundred. Not hundred. Not hundred. So you were kind of going H U N E R D? Correct. Okay. Yeah, give me a hundred on that. I think a lot yeah. of people say it like that, though. Yeah, unfortunately, we do. I, AR, I would need back. Can I get back five hundred in that Super Bowl? 
on just that, just, just that, that Super Bowl happens? Can I, can, does that, can I get, freaking okay. can I double that? <laughs> yes. All right, can I get three grand back for that? Yes. Let's go 10 grand. Yes. What about 25? No, okay. stop See, at 10. I, yeah, okay. 10 G. I can get 10 G's for that, huh? Yeah, you got to put that 100 down. Yeah, let's borrow your money. I'm, you're throwing out hundreds. Am I getting a piece of this? Of I mean, course you want to go a piece of this. You want to go fitty, fitty, lemon, lime. We could both put 50 into it. That's how we get around that. Well, I could do some other good thing with that 50. Oh, wait, so now you're backing I out. I just don't believe. Do you, you asked for $500. I'm giving you 10 grand. <laughs> like, that's the odd part of this. You're like, can I get back 500? Oh, Absolutely. How no, about I 10 just, grand? I Does just, that sound better? I just know that 50 is going down the drain. Well, so do they. It's just like what John Cooper. Ten grand. It's so just like they. John Cooper would say: "You want to gamble, but you want to use my chips." Exactly. There we go. So, listen: if you guys want to follow up on some of these parlays <laughs> with us and some of these Super Bowl pairings, you can do so over at oh.bet365.com. <laughs> because whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet Three Six Five. And may the odds be ever in your favor. It's the cadence now. You got it's it. It's what it is. It's you're programming my brain. Right. The fact is, I'm not getting a reward from it, though. Like, there's no, you're not like throwing a piece of candy my way. You want a cookie? Yes. I want a reward for, for, for obedience. Oh, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the contract. Ooh. This is unbelievable. He's had the great, th- the greatest thing about this is that it is Baker. The other great thing is that it's following Tom Brady. Like, the fact that they may have found their future at quarterback, certainly it's not Brady. I get it. The ceiling is only so high, but they have a very competent quarterback right now that they're probably going to have to pay. And the fact that he bounced around and went to Carolina, uh, he wasn't re-signed by the Rams, right? Nope. So, and now all of a sudden this year, what's he making? Four million? Five million? <laughs> like, this is unbelievable. Now, the incentives are cool for him. I think he's maximizing his bonuses at this point. Which, who knows, maybe he'll get another $2 million if this thing works out right for him. But if they want to keep him, guess what? His agent's on line one, and he's ready to go. Yeah, It's just a matter of how high are we going with the dollar figure. How high would I, you know? Well, the beauty is that we're starting low. So it's, like, from my standpoint. From, from like the front a, office Absolutely. Yeah, we're yeah. starting at a bargain price. So anything's going to sound amazing to this guy, hopefully. No question. And let me ask you this. Would you be willing to enter the 35 to $40 million range for Baker next year as the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Would that, how, how would that I, make you how feel? How about I give you, wait, how many years? I didn't say years. Just oh, the, okay. an AAV of let's say between thirty-five to forty million dollars. Hair high. Mm. After you know, I just won. Well, you, uh, I just won you a divisional. Let, you know. Well, here's the deal. Game. This is a sliding scale. If this guy wins another, if he goes into Detroit and wins, and gets them into an NFC title game, now we're starting at forty. Now and and they're doing it because of him, which clearly they would be because I don't think they can win certainly without him playing big. I think where we're going here is if you're Baker. The time to strike is not on the AAV. The time to strike is the guarantee. This is it for him. This is his last great contract, I would think. How old is he now? I was going to say. 20... He may be able to squeeze one more in if he continues okay, to so play at turns, this level. He's 28? Oh, yeah. We can get another bag. Absolutely. Boy, what a great move by the Buccaneers. 
let's get a free agent quarterback for four million and try to ride him into the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Now, so the division add, helped. There you go. That's yeah. what I was going to say. To add some context yeah. to that, the division was I not great. I wouldn't open with that with our conversation. No, I, I wouldn't either. He came but, into my office. I wouldn't say, boy, you really took advantage of this crap division. But for us, we have to talk about yeah. those things because that's the reality. The division wasn't very good. You beat a guy named Kyle Trask. We set you up to succeed. Okay. You face an Eagles team in the postseason that was a wounded bird, and you mm-hmm. took advantage and you did your thing. Baker has been very good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but those are things that the GM and his scouts and everybody that will make these decisions, they'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think they absolutely have to take care of the, care of him because outside of Baker, what are your options? I don't think Kirk Cousins is going down there. He might, but I don't mm-hmm. think he will. Well, that, then, that'll be a big deal for them to see whether they want to ride Baker or take a swing at a much more established, more talented quarterback, albeit older. You know what you have in him, but I think off the top of my head, and I'll have to look this up, I believe, AR, that Mike Evans is a free agent. And that is a huge piece of this as well because of that great connection that, about a connection. <laughs> that Mike Evans and Baker have had. So I believe Mike Evans, something's up with his contract where I think mm-hmm. he can walk at the end of this year. So maybe they could figure out a way to pay both. But regardless of the Mike Evans angle of this, you have to take care of the most important position. And Baker has shown you that, hey, I may not be Tom Brady, may not be the best to ever do it, but you look around the league this year and the amount of quarterbacks that played, you have to rock out with him. Yesterday, Baker was in the spotlight because obviously they're getting ready for this Rams yeah. game. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who plays for the Lions, dropped this quote, this group probably is one of the better groups we faced all year. Besides that Tampa group, he was talking about the Rams. If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group. Evans, Godwin, Russell Gage, that's a great Mm -hmm. group. I played against them for real. So we had that quote from C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and Baker responded with this. Um, I don't think he's really watched film uh, because he mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. Um, He must be going off the preseason stuff that the media was talking about. But he didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player. Um, He has been for a while, and he's been an impactful guy on every team he's been on. So he's uh, he's a good player, but, yeah, he's got to do a little bit more film study. Perfect amount of shade right there from Baker. That's all you got to do. You got to crush the, that's that's threading Who the needle that? right Chauncey the gardener? Yes, that was him, but I love how Baker went about it. He didn't go all the way with Duncan on him, but you just you need him just a little bit. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Evans and Baker try to connect to dunk on CJ Gardner Johnson this weekend. This is what we love. We got some playoff juice here between the quarterback for one team and a really good player on defense from the other team. My type of party right here, AR. I love it. Well, if he's really going to dunk on him, he probably needs to... Who Who's he talking about throwing to now? Well, I'm just saying, hey, let's draw up a play to go right at C.J. Gardner-Johnson right out yeah. of the gate with Mike Evans. These are the receivers I got, not Russell Gage. You're going you gonna to learn today, like Kevin Hart told you. You're going to learn today. Yeah, that's pretty solid, but would make that would bring that prank to a higher level would be to actually do it with Russell Gage, the guy that he <laughs> thinks Dust is them the... Off. Guess what? He was right. You did have to worry about Russell. Oh, man. Look, all in all, this is good for Baker. Regardless of what happens this weekend, he's in position I just cooked something up for you. to where he, he, he's gotten off the mat, he's recovered from the Cleveland situation, and he's earned. Yeah, he's very cool. absolutely earned a, a paycheck. 
This is what you've seen out of like the Geno Smiths and guys that have a little bit of a second act and then do it and time it up perfect and get paid. Now, Geno's older, though. He's in his low to mid-30s. Baker's got a chance. I cooked up some for you. I split the difference with you. Let's see how he plays in this game. If he gets you to the NFC title game, I got a five-year 160, 32 mil a year, and I'll guarantee you 50. It's not enough. It's not enough. More in the guarantee? No, I want my AAV. Well, I can heighten the AAV, yeah, but I me. may keep the guarantee at 50. I know. I just want to look at my yearly salary and feel good about that, too. Like well, that's, that's fine. That's just me, though. That's me. You know. You can look at it, but you may not be looking at it for long if that guarantee isn't up. I want to earn it. Yeah. See my play out here? Put some incentives on the table, too. I'll earn that. Uh, there's another landing spot for a guy who is looked at in this league as being one of the best at his position. Where will he land? We'll talk about him next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio sports desk. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This, this is Rothman and Ice. Sponsored by Pella Columbus. Windows and doors that go beyond. Rothman and Ice. By the way, you mentioned... Uh, True Detective, the new one with Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, this isn't giving anything away, but you know I'm hooked because they had her in a Vikings hoodie. Okay. Done. And the funny part about all that was, yes, if you go into the Twitter machine, the comments are fantastic. Like, the one I read, and I, I don't remember, it, like, the exact quote was, was like, Let's see, how can we showcase a character who has deep emotional scars without going into their entire backstory? And then somebody says, wardrobe's answer, we got this. Oh, man. It was hysterical. And I think she's actually a self-proclaimed Packer fan, which I don't know, because she didn't grow up in Wisconsin, I don't believe. I don't know how she became one, unless she just kind of fell in love with Aaron Rodgers. But that would be interesting to find out, like, did she originally say, like, Really, Vikes? That's what I would have. Can seen you give me some? I mean, of all teams, a division rival. What are we doing here? I mean, but maybe they said, "Listen, you're in a like a wasteland of winter. This is Alaska. It's you're not going to see sun for weeks. Mm. Like we want to put you in the right frame of mind." Depression. Exactly. Here's a Vikings hoodie. <laughs> so You'll you, thank us later. Could have given her a Vikings hoodie, a Bills hoodie. You got options because there's some fan bases that have been starving. Well, <laughs> What do you think my friend did after that playoff, after the uh, the playoff game? You think he went down into a deep, bad spot, that guy, or do you think he's just used to it? Probably a little saucy, if I had to guess. Definitely probably a little saucy, and then you you, you leave Especially because it was a Saturday game. Oh, yeah, then you really got room to get lit after the game. I could just be hungover all day Sunday. (laughs) Late Saturday afternoon, just perfect. Exactly. your boy, Derrick Henry, or CB's boy, really. I think all three of us have had him in fantasy in the last, I'm going to say, five years. I think all three of us have. I, 
I remember having him when he was doing great and he got, had that foot injury late. Remember, it cost me yeah. a championship along with Gronk with that stupidity on the sideline of pancaking that guy. In Buffalo. And then and then Pan- getting suspended. Pan- pancaking is a nice I, way to put it. It is. That was some WWE yeah, stuff. And then, so I had Henry that year. And he was cooking. He got yeah. hurt. And you had him, I believe, last year. And CB had him this year. Felt like the worst 1,000-yard season I've ever seen. Boy, the answer is, if you want to win your fantasy championship, do not draft Eric Henry. While he'll be good, somehow you're guaranteed not to win. He's cursed, though. He's going to curse your team. To CB's point, highly productive again this season. He's finished second in the league in rushing yards, but now here we are, and he is no longer going to be a Tennessee Titan. And he talked to the Bussin' with the Boys podcast, and he said, quote, I want to be somewhere that whatever happens, that gives me the best shot of winning the Super Bowl. The business side is the business side. At the end of the day, it has to make sense. So, look, no surprise there that a guy at this point in his career on the back nine that plays a very violent position is going to scan the scene and say, okay, how's the offensive line looking? And outside of that, the team as a whole, who is going to Mm -hmm. be in the mix? So now I know for us, we're right here in the thick of things in the postseason, but you look around the corner a little bit to this offseason and next year, man, I think there should be a lot of teams that I still think are going to be good teams right now, but again, good next year, that should be all in on Derrick Henry. I still believe that he can get it done for another two years at a high level. I look at a team, AR, like the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that last year had this identity of, we're going to maul you with our offensive line, we're going to sprinkle in Jalen Hurts here. there, hurt you with his legs. But I think they got away from that a little bit. I know DeAndre Swift was down there making some noise here and there, but they weren't as physical to me. And I think they can regain that identity by pairing Derrick Henry with Jalen Hurts. And then you have A.J. Brown. Those guys were teammates in Tennessee, so they know how to operate together out there on the field. That's just one team that popped into my mind that I think can recover from a tough cycle here, but still has really good talent and find themselves in the thick of things and go back to what really worked for them a year ago. I don't hate it. I, and you know, it's not one of the teams I instantly thought of. So I'm glad you did. Um, it's one of those things. And I started to look who might be around and that's the other issue he is going to have is that what if I told you mm. that, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, like they're going to be guys that he may be competing with for spots. I mean, there's really only one guy that you named that I probably would. Barkley? Yeah. Uh, Give me Derrick Henry before the other guys. Yeah. Right now. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to be 31. Wait, I lied. Mm. I think he just turned 30. You can check. Um, but either way, he's on the backside, and he's had a lot of carries. And to get the amount of yards you guys are talking about, you need to be the focal point. And he was, and he should be on that team. And he was the focal point within a bad offense, yeah. and he still was yeah. productive. And that's why I think you surround him with talent that other defenses have to respect, and he can still be the Kang and go out there mm. and run through you. You got a so, team? So we're trying to think of a team. That isn't crazy pass-heavy, but has a good quarterback and good weapons, and this would be the complement to their offense. So 
that's why the instant team that comes to my mind every year is always Buffalo. Like, where is their running game? It's usually in their quarterback. Cook's been uh, good. Cook's been, he's, he's been, good he's been good. He's good. He's just not the hammer when they get inside the five. The hammer is the quarterback. Correct. And how much are you going to keep trying to run Josh Allen into that? Well, baloney. And do it till I the mean, wheels fall off, I, I guess. I mean, he's your franchise quarterback. He's supposed to be around another I know. 10 years. They like, paid him and they still, he still plays that yeah. way, you know? But. Now, they signed Latavius Murray. He became a guy that they could unleash at the goal line because he's bigger, and Cook was more of the quick, agile guy. Uh, Damian Harris was supposed to be that guy, and he got injured. So I don't, I'm trying to, because Joe Mixon looked really good this year. I was going to try to exactly put him on. What I was well, I was going to try to. I so mean, he funny. took the pay cut, and now I don't think he would take another. Mixon? Yeah, so they'd well, have I to think cut him. I think if you're Cincinnati, you're, you're okay letting him go. Yeah, so, and Chase Brown has looked really good. <laughs> some good Imagine complementing that explosiveness mm-hmm. with a just a hammer in Henry. Now, all of a sudden, you're on a team that has it all, offensively mm-hmm. speaking. And you're in a window. You just paid Joe, and you want to go get this thing. And you're going to pay Jamar. And you could get the last great two years of running ability from Derrick Henry. Yep. It might be worth the price. Oh, I am yeah. all in on that. And I think the, those are a couple of the teams that he'll yep. be looking at because those are, I think, teams that we'll yep. be talking about in the offseason that are going to be in the mix next year. So, yeah, I think he's got a couple good years left, man. I'd be all over this if I were a contender, for sure. I mean, we just named two teams that have gotten really close but not got it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where. And he needs, and they need to know that, where he could take a little bit of a discount. Yeah. Hey, how badly do you want this chase at the ring? I know he mentioned the business side. but All right, we'll come back. Uh, speaking of getting to business, the Packers, can they keep doing it? Could they do the unthinkable and take down the king of the NFC? Peter Bukowski joins us next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. We used to have a billboard with our host face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly, hey! The Fan, Ohio's sports destiny. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Anthony's tennis shorts were so tight, they had to pixelate his crotch. You're listening to Rothman and Ice. All right, go pack go, I guess. Gotta say it, man. If you could get a Lions-Packers, NFC North battle to go to the Super Bowl. Certainly a dream scenario there. Peter Bukowski is our guy. He's the co-founder of The Leap. He's the host of Locked On Packers, and he's with us now on the Brian Heating Cooling System Spangus Hotline. Peter, welcome back. Excited to be here, guys. Yeah, so, and and so are they, right? This is one of those things where if there is true house money, this feels like it's the definition of it. you got the youngest team around. Um, you got a future in Jordan Love now. I think that feels very solid on, on very solid footing. So all is right in Packerland. So this is the cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, are they just? Are they too young to know that they should be nervous? <laughs> yeah, this is the they don't know what they don't know uh, situation here. You know, it's it's interesting because I felt like I was overusing as I was leading up to the, the Cowboys game the phrase "house money." And then you heard multiple players say in the locker room after the Cowboys game that they felt like 
they were playing with house money. But then you go back and, you know, NFL Films always puts out these great um, clips behind the scenes, the mic'd up stuff. And there's a, there's a clip of Aaron Jones talking before the game, addressing the offense. And he says, um, the, <laughs> the line is so great. He said, we're going to punch these front runners in the mouth. Like you, you can't tell me that this game does not. He he said we're gonna put him in a cage and show him the G way. Like this is <laughs> this is a team that absolutely believes they can and should win every time they step on the field. And so to your point, like yeah, it, it is gravy in in a broader sense and from the thirty thousand foot view, it is a cherry on top. But these players, they think they should win, and that makes them really really dangerous because. They have that, and all of us that have been young once, um, we remember how stupid we were to think we could do anything. And, and sometimes it takes some age to make you a little bit more conservative, a little bit more hesitant. I think, frankly, that's yeah. something that happened to Aaron Rodgers over time. Is, is he, got, he got a little tighter late in these playoff games because he was afraid to lose. And when you haven't done a lot of losing, when you don't have that scar tissue, we hear about this with golfers all the time, right? Tom Watson you basically couldn't putt at a certain point because you have all that scar tissue. This Packers team is so dangerous precisely because they walk onto every field and go, we should win this game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Jordan Love, is uh, he's getting a lot of attention, and rightfully so. The dude has been playing some really good football down the stretch. But can you shine a light on the, the young playmakers that – are really just starting to come together as a whole. It really feels like this unit has a lot of runway left here in the coming years, but we know the names Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, but there's been other guys popping up. Run us through this youthful movement on offense and the guys that have really come together around Jordan Love. Well, and you know what's so cool is they have six guys who finished between 300 and 800 receiving yards this season. The only team in the league for whom that is true They did not have a 100-yard receiver until week 17. They've had three straight, and it's been three different guys. And their leading pass catcher is Jaden Reed, a rookie from Michigan State, Chicago kid, absolutely tough as nails, but also quick and fast, that rare combination of those guys who who can get in and out of breaks quickly but also have the speed to create um, with the ball in his hands. He, He looks like... Um, a little bit like Tyreek Light, and they use him that kind of way, not as fast as Tyreek, not as dynamic with the ball in his hand, but they can do a lot of those similar kinds of things where he is from the slot threatening vertically, jet motion into a vertical. Like There, aren't, there just aren't that many guys who have the speed um, to, to do that. Dontavian Wicks is another one, and he caught the touchdown against the zero blitz uh, against Dallas, um, had two touchdowns two weeks ago or three weeks ago. His route running... I mean, he rocks Stephon Gilmore to sleep in that, in that red zone touchdown. And his ability to run routes is evoking, not just from fans, not just from media, not just from, you know, dummies like me, but from the coaches saying, this guy reminds us of Devontae Adams with the way that he changes speeds. He's got a little bit of, and this was a Devontae thing too, a little bit of basketball in the way that he runs routes. He crosses guys over. He, he is, is able to, with, hesitation and and stop start not just like i can put my foot in the ground and cut but the the wiggle that he shows in his routes he's not a super fast guy i mean he's a high four fives kind of of guy but he wins vertically with his route running um and then you add in the, the guys like bo melton the second year player out of rutgers who no one saw this guy play college football but he's a four three guy 
who, when he gets open space, is dynamic. Had a 100-yard receiver. He was the first 100. It's so fitting that Bo Melton, the practice squad player who started the season wide receiver seven probably, is the first 100-yard receiver on this Packers team because it just shows you the egalitarian style of, of offense that this team plays. And I, I, was, I was struck, guys, when Nick Bosa said, you know, Jordan Love, he, he is um, it, that it might be better that he wants to play the style that Matt LaFleur wants to play and is going to do what's coached as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, who wants to play his style. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Jordan Love is just going to throw to the open guy. When you look back at that 2021 49ers game, two guys got 10 plus targets, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. No one else got more than one. You just can't win a playoff game that way. We are talking with Peter Bukowski, co-founder of the lead post of Locked On Packers. You kind of led me right where I wanted to go. Maybe you can elaborate on what inside the team is saying, the coaches, on what Jordan Love's biggest weaknesses were and where he's made the biggest leap, no pun intended, this year. In what area? (laughs) Always pun intended when we're talking about the leap. Um, Same thing with Love. All the puns. We'll take all of the Jordan Love (laughs) puns. And, And so, you know, what's interesting is he, he progressed, I think, just in belief. I really think that that's what it was because there are times when you see him, he's late and inaccurate and, and missing throws short, and you're just like, this guy has an incredibly loose live arm. How is he missing these throws short? And I think a lot of it early on was his desire to be perfect, and he was not confident in, in the receiver's to be where they needed to be. He was not always confident in the path protection because they lose David Bakhtiari. Um, he needs a cleanup surgery on that, on that surgically repaired knee. And so now you're starting a seventh-round pick from a year ago at left tackle. Zach Tom slots in a fifth-round pick as your starting right tackle, never been a preferred starter. So you've got a lot of shuffling going along on this offensive line. They, they couldn't even run basic concepts. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in, in October alone – they had, they had two guys running the same route on stick, which is like day one install concept stuff. That is, there are junior varsity teams that won't go, that'll go a season and not screw up stick. Um, there was a lot of things that were contributing to all of this. And something clicked week nine. Something just changed about everything with this team. Every, Jordan Love had been playing better, but everyone else around him seemed to play a little bit better. And then all of a sudden it was, back foot, ball out with confidence that guys were going to be where they needed to be. Just go make a couple plays in traffic against Pittsburgh. That was one of the big things. Matt LaFleur keeps pointing to the Pittsburgh game where he goes, this was the game that changed our season where they felt like, oh, Jordan Love can do everything we need him to do to go into that environment against TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and, and Alex Highsmith and all the pass rushers and the exotic looks that they can throw at you to be able to, to stare that down and play well. Um, 400 yards of offense in that game, even though it didn't translate to points. They had some fourth down issues and field goal issues that were missed. But um, that was the game that changed everything. And then the second half, like pick a metric, guys. He's at the top in all of them. And it is it, truly, I just think it is the confidence of saying, I know my guys are going to be where I need them to be. I know this play is going to work. And I know my protection is going to hold up. So let me just go out and grip it and rip it. We've got about 45 seconds here. I want to ask you about the coaches. These guys are familiar with each other, coach together in different spots. Who do you think has the advantage in, in this because of that? You know, I, I, it's so hard because Kyle Shanahan has, has had a lot of 
success against Mount LaFleur, obviously twice in the postseason, although it, it, it's hard to give him a ton of credit for that 2021 game. That was D'Amico Ryan's, and then the Packers absolutely wetting the bet on special teams. Both these guys want this really bad. I'm sure Matt LaFleur is sick and tired of losing to Kyle Shanahan, but Kyle Shanahan is also sick and tired of not having a Super Bowl title. Um, and so, you know, I think this is, this is one of those where the Packers have a little bit more unfamiliarity now because it's Jordan Love. It's a new version of this team. And so I think they might have the schematic advantage over Kyle Shanahan because this is a version of the Packers that this 49ers team has just not seen. Yeah. Hopefully uh, your boy Rich Passaccia has something cooked up for the next time, too, going through the tunnel. That was uh, when he dropped uh, How About Them Cowboys. That was pretty mm, awesome. That was great. Yeah. Let's, hope he has, let's hope he has something. I mean, there, was some, there were some Jimmy G expletives that were dropped after they beat the Packers in Lambeau last year. Maybe Rich will have something for 49ers this time around. Go get him, Peter. Thanks for jumping on, man. Enjoy it. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Peter Bukowski, co-founder of the lead post of Locked on Packers on the Bryant Heating Coin Systems fan guest hotline. All right, when we come back, we'll hit you with a Buckeye Bulletin. Ryan Day uh, was there front and center for the big uh, Bjork presser yesterday. What does he think of his new boss? You'll hear it next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. An ex-jock and a very puffy, smooth-faced man. These are the first voices you should hear. Morning juice. Your wake-up service. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rockman and Ice present Buckeye Bulletin. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the chill? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train furnaces, including 0% APR for 60 months. All right, Buckeye Bulletin time. Uh, we got a basketball game Saturday at noon for the men against Penn State. And then, see, that's right, Sunday, uh, the women. Sunday have a, also at yep, noon. Yep, Sunday off also at noon. Now, the Penn State game at noon, that's on Saturday. And that's the game Ohio State gave away earlier in the year. So that will be something that this is a chance to get right, but every game is. And it will be very interesting. There's no guarantees right now. I mean, Battle is the bright spot with Thornton. I mean, Battle leads the Big Ten and three-pointers made. So getting him a shot, and it's not just made. It's not like he just launches everything. The guy's making him at like a 44% clip. So that means he's top 20 in the nation as well. So I know this offense runs through Thornton, but you got to screen for that guy, get him to spot up. He can certainly rise up over anybody. But I got to get him his looks. And I'm telling you, if I go back into my notes in the game, the other day, I really don't think at Michigan he got anything in the last eight minutes. I, I just don't, I didn't sense that he was a the guy they were looking for. Now, that could have been game related or script related. I don't remember foul count, all that, but he is a big part of what their offense is now because they don't have a big post presence. Akpara was good in the first half, mm-hmm. but when push comes to shove and you want to get to the line and control the tempo of a game, they don't have that guy right now. So it's Thornton and Battle and Gale and whatever mixture they can put around it. But and you get, know the three balls, the great equalizer. No question. Battle, to me, he, he's he's fulfilling, I think, his role. What I thought he would be coming over from Minnesota. We got to get Roddy going. 
they got to get Roddy going over there because, you know, when we turn the page from last year to this season, he was supposed to be a big piece of this. And I still think clearly with the amount of games they have left that he can be that. But for Roddy right now, it's just not efficient enough from the floor. I mean, you're talking four straight games of a field goal percentage that's less than 40%. I mean, he's 0 of 12 from three in his last three games. He's a focal point. Offensively, he's in a he's in a slump right now because the last time we saw him have a really good offensive game was that game up in Cleveland against West Virginia where he dropped 32. And so that, to me, is a big piece as well, is that you can have Bruce set the table mm-hmm. and do his thing offensively, and you can have that threat of battle that is real as a sniper from the line. But Roddy Gale was supposed to be that other piece, and right now, for whatever reason, it's just not clicking for him on offense. Yeah, a little pressure on him now because this entire offense, unfortunately, has turned into Thornton just finding somebody. Either you do it or find somebody. There's really no structure in it. Gale missed a contested step-back three. Um in that game against Michigan, I think he was he was beaten also uh, defensively. I think that with that goaltending call on Akpara, when I think Ak- Felix was forced into guarding as as the Michigan guy I can't remember was beat Gale, and then they isoed him out of that timeout, and he actually like like Coach Holtman said he got to the rim, he just missed that little push shot, and so I think in my memory serves me correct, he got probably two looks in the final eight minutes of that game and didn't make either one of them and so they're they're just in a tough way right now and they got to get better against Penn State and they should have the motivation outside of just where they are in the standings and then also the game they gave away at Penn State they feel like that shouldn't have happened all right we go back to football and you know Ross Bjork you were introduced to him on our show yesterday when we carried the presser live and he comes into Ohio State so he leaves Texas A&M and so now they got to search for a new AD and all that. Um, Ohio State seemed fairly unfazed by the situation involving the firing and hiring of football coaches. They were very impressed with Bjork's fundraising strength and the leadership in this new world of NIL. Uh, you heard that yesterday when he talks about the landscape changing and how they want to, as I put it yesterday, athletes versus institution. They want to get both of them to the table and figure out what's best for all, and how that will translate into wins. The guy that's going to be tasked with translating into the biggest win of the season, which will be Michigan, then into the playoff, will be Ryan Day. Here are his thoughts through 10TV on the new AD. The offseason's gone pretty well for you guys the last couple of weeks. What's that been like? I know it's crazy and far from done. Still going, yeah. Um, I think it says a lot about our culture. The guys have decided to come back to play with each other. The brotherhood's strong. We've added some nice pieces. And um, and, and now we get back to work. We had a great team meeting today. Offseason's going to have to be great. But it's just time to go back to work. And everything that we're doing moving forward is towards winning next year. You know, uh, that's courtesy Adam King and 10TV. Yeah, shout out to our guy AK. You know, you hear coaches all the time use that those words, you know, culture and brotherhood. And sometimes that can be, you know, just coach speak and player speak. But I, and I do think with the evidence that we've seen unfold this offseason, that that is real over there. Because if the culture was bad, the locker room was bad, if those guys were just completely done with Coach Day or maybe their position coach, those guys I don't think would be running it back here at Ohio State. So I, I think that's a very real thing, what he said. And just zooming out from that, it's going to be, I think, a very encouraging thing to have 
this roster that has a lot of guys that know what needs to be done. Now, in that game against Michigan, that's a whole other conversation. But I think their starting point is, is a pl- going to be a pretty good one when we get to spring ball and the spring game and all that good stuff. So with everything that's going on with Ohio State football, I agree with you. And I, I do think that the culture part of it is there. I think there's a lot of pride in that program. I don't think it's broken. I do think that, um, and they'll always have swag, but I think the key will be, because Ohio State's a three-pronged place. It's always been, I can go there to win, and I can go there to get into the NFL. And the third part of this is, can I go there and make some money? And I think they can check all three of those boxes now, or at least they're back into that. So if I'm a, a portal kid or I'm a recruit, I always knew that I could go there and win. They're always going to have talent. And I can always go, and if I become great there, the NFL, the respect they have for the Ohio State program and is, is there. It's that second part. Like, can I flourish in this new world? And I think Bjork certainly has that. But my point in all this is, where are they in the trenches offensively? Like, to me, they have weapons. They've got a balanced defense. They got guys coming back. They got Sawyer. They got JTT. They got cornerbacks. They got receivers. They got a transfer quarterback. They maybe have the best running back duo in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, they got a lot. But do they have it where it counts? And we saw it this year that they really didn't. And now, you're taking the former Alabama center. Uh, where are you putting him on the interior of that offensive line? Um, I think he's a good blocker. I don't know if he's a good snapper. <laughs> so if you move him around and if he's really good at protecting, that's great. You add that depth piece. Um, is that an upgrade there? And so I think what we're looking at, again, is this same old story. There is talent everywhere. Can it be protected so it can flourish? No question. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. That is a uh, can be a massive thing that can hold back a team that has all these weapons. Is that the big dogs up front aren't throwing up a brick wall or throwing dudes out of the club? Don't matter how good Will Howard's going to be or Quinshawn Junkins or or Travion. Got to clean up, man. And Coach Day talked about it last season. And he'd go to the Devin Brown package to help you out in short yardage down and distance. That was an issue. For a you know decent chunk of the season, so yeah, man, that unit they got to look themselves in the mirror this all season and say we got to be better. That's your Buckeye Bolton for today. Coming back top of the hour, Sports Center update here, and then on the other side, of course, we'll have hockey and hounds with JD at two thirty three. But up next, is there one NFL coach who is still not safe? We'll tell you about it next. Rothman and Ice and the Fan. Wake up with the fan. Eat lunch with the fan. Go to bed with the fan. Dream about the fan. Then change your sheets. Gross. Ew, you guys are gross, but stick around in case I don't find anyone else. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Most shows just skim the surface, but Rothman and I feel like the biggest story of the day deserves a closer look. It's time for A Deeper Dive. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the program. Maddie's got a gift for you, though, first. Absolutely. I got four tickets right here in my hand, and I'm okay. ready to give them to you. Go can ahead. we get the Can we get the Eddie Money drop underneath these? How many more of these tickets do we have? Like 1,000? Uh, through next, I think through the end of next week. 
All right. I got a stack of tickets. Can we get the Eddie Money two tickets to Paradise Drop to play under this? It would be fun for me. Well, I don't know about anybody else. Well, CB Cook said, uh, let me cook this up. He doesn't have to do it today is what I mean. Okay, I got you. Give give the guy a little advance notice other than three seconds. If he can pull it off, he can pull it off. But we're going to ask him to answer the phones now and play music and supposedly produce the segment. Did you hear what Tyvis Powell said about the man the other day? He can handle it, okay? He can handle it. I got four tickets right here to the Columbus Golf and Travel Show. 614-821-9710 is CB's phone number. Earlier in the program, AR dropped a little surprise on me that I like that he started a rewatch of one of my favorite TV series of all time. What was that TV series? Let CB know at 614-821-9710, and you will get four tickets to the Columbus Golf and Travel Show. Come tee it up at the Columbus Golf and Travel Show, January 26th to the 28th at the Ohio Expo Center. Unbeatable deals on golf equipment and accessories. Go to ColumbusGolfShow.com for more information. And you liked it, that. Absolutely. Uh, McCarthy is still a Dallas Cowboy head coach. He's going to come back. Uh, it was an embarrassing ending to the season. I, I To me, uh, you run it back with a guy who's brought you three consecutive 12-5 and five seasons, that's fine. In any other city. Or most other cities. Not Dallas. Not with Belichick on the sidelines. Waiting for a job. Um, I think this is odd to me. I, I, I know that um, maybe I put... I said to Dan Dockich earlier, I thought Jerry had a little more Steinbrenner in him. I thought... And the other thing, and I'm not... Listen, I'm not putting the guy on the ground. I'm just telling you, we know he's got... Just getting the of shovel a, out of the garage. kind of a last... <laughs> Dusting off the that shovel. shovel, Maddie is made of a rust-free alloy material. Just hose it off and allow it to dry. Oh, Maybe get dude. out the garden weasel. Um, you know, you can take out the middle stalk to grow young seedling and bedding plants. Okay. The garden of, weasel. A lot of HGTV over there. Is that what we're doing too? The fact that that is stuck in my brain from decades ago that I can recite the garden weasel commercial. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sickness. Um, Mike McCarthy is one and three in the playoffs. Embarrassed by the Packers giving up forty eight at home. Mm. I, I, if there was any cause for to move on from him, this would be it. And like I said, it's not because you don't think he can win you games. It's because you don't think he can win you the right games. Mm. That's it. It's about. It's the same thing with Ohio State. Is Ryan Day a good coach? Yeah. Does he win a lot of games? Yeah. Is he winning you the right games right now? Not currently. So it's it's understandable. This is never a black and white, cut and dried thing. It'd be a lot easier if they were five and twelve. Then everyone would say, "Okay, bye bye." Yeah. When you're twelve and five, you make it hard on your bosses and your owners because it shows that you still have your team. You can win, and I know it's a four quarter, one and done season. This isn't a series. If it was a seven game series, Dallas beats the Packers. They do. Maybe I. I think they would. Best of seven. Maybe. <laughs> it would be fun to guess what commissioner rothman just came up with a new idea no more single elimination in the nfl playoffs let's play till april i wouldn't even enjoy that as a i know fan. you wouldn't that would and be they couldn't so do it bad for Physically, the players oh imagine getting to a game seven in football would there be anybody left say, you'd have no roster <laughs> you would have no roster ar i was really surprised by this man i was super surprised when i saw our guy shefty yeah. Dropped the news that they were running it back. But I think when you zoom out from the emotion of the embarrassing loss to Green Bay, what you laid out as far as the regular season success, I can understand why you can talk yourself into at least we know what we're getting there. And we know that Dak Prescott probably is on board with this because I have to imagine Jerry said, hey, four, what do you think? 
What what do you think? Probably called Michael Parsons. What do you think? And if those guys signed off on it, then I can understand why you make this move as well. If the locker room leaders are in with Mike McCarthy. But what you highlighted is real. Like, this is a brand that is, I mean, I guess they're known for still winning a whole (laughs) bunch of Super Bowl, even though it's been 30 years. Like, it's been almost 30 years since they've done any of that. But they're the Dallas Cowboys, and it's the strongest brand in the sport. I wonder, A.R., if through some back-channel conversations that Jerry Jones mm-hmm. knew or knows that maybe Bill Belichick wouldn't be interested in taking this job. Maybe Harbaugh ain't interested in taking this job. Because why would you not go through that cycle of talking to those guys before you run it back and say, yeah, Mike McCarthy is my guy? That That's another part of this to me that I, I think is a little intriguing here is there has to be a reason why Jerry jumped this jumped the gun here and immediately a few days removed from the game said, "Now we're good. I like Mike McCarthy." Because it, he it, mentioned it, how the team has confidence in him. What you did when Jerry was asked about it, he said what you said. The players have confidence in the coach. Well, there you go. Well, where's your confidence? You're the owner. Well, he's telling us. I think his confidence is. I believe. I believe. Well, he's just it, lay, he's layered the success. He hasn't put success on, which is so odd to me. The results. I mean, the ultimate result. So if if you think he's a good leader and he does well with his team collectively and he has the highest winning percentage in the regular season of any coach in Cowboys history, okay, I'm I'm give him that due. That's a pretty proud franchise, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, but he, where has he demonstrated to you that he is a high level outside of having Aaron Rodgers? And maybe that's what he's clinging to, that I've seen it. I've seen him do it with a with yeah, a but great. You, you don't have Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Jones. No, and that's my point. And I, I'm not saying if you bring in a new coach, it's automatically equals a Lombardi. All I'm saying is what you're doing now it doesn't feel like it will. I thought this team had the best shot. In fact, they got such and maybe, and I I don't know this. This is such an intangible, such a shot in the dark. Maybe they took their eye off the prize when Philly started just go down the tubes. Maybe they felt like okay, now we, I mean they Philly was always looked at as being their that's a team we may not get through. Like, they were 10-1. and one. It was like, I even looked at that as, boy, Dallas going to Philly, playoffs. Like, I, that it doesn't sound good because Dallas always flames in the playoffs. And then you saw Philly just imploding. And it was almost like Dallas may have been like, my goodness, the NFC now? It's us and the Niners. That would be ridiculous if they if, thought that because well, the Niners have been a problem for them. A well, problem, and I didn't. I don't. What I meant was including the Niners. Like that, they almost fast forwarded to. Guess what? We're going to get to do. We're going to get a chance to go back to San Fran and right that wrong. If that's the case, then that's ridiculous. Because well, I, I don't got care. Blasted. That's what I'm saying. I don't care who you're playing. This is the playoffs, man. You can't be looking over anybody. You Nobody. And that is, I think, another knock on Mike McCarthy is that he didn't have his team prepared. He didn't have his team prepared. And another thing that's been attached to Mike, even outside of this season, has been bad clock management. All of those little things that a head coach has to take care of so his team can succeed, a lot of people have dunked on him for that. So Jerry Jones is seeing something I think a lot of us aren't seeing. Because I think a lot of us coming out of that game were like, well, yeah, you got to go to something else. You can't keep running your head against this brick wall with Mike McCarthy time and time again. But in Jerry's mind... He believes clearly and financially there's only one year left on Mike McCarthy's deal. 
So yeah. maybe you get a clean break at the end of this year if you get another flame out like this. But I, this is just, I don't, man, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I can't believe in Mike McCarthy. Well, anymore. you're not extending him, are you? No, absolutely. Because now, not. so now he's playing out, which I said is the worst thing a coach, um, the least thing a coach likes outside of not having talent is not having in more than one year. So now he's coaching for his job. He's going to give him one last chance going into the final year. Like, it just seems odd with the guys that were available. It seems odd where Jerry is in his life. It seems odd that I own a $4 billion franchise and I'm good with 12 and 5 and getting embarrassed in the first hey, round. He had like, to know that so Bill weird. and Jim and those guys you don't want to coach something. there. Because when, when you deal with Jerry Jones, you're dealing with a lot. And if as a head coach and especially a Bill Belichick type, it doesn't seem to me that that would be enjoyable for him. Robert Kraft was kind of out of sight, out of mind for it's the most three, part. It's two, three years. I know, this but they a are, lifetime. that could be a rough two to three years when you're dealing with an owner that does a radio show every week and controls the roster and makes a lot of it about him. That doesn't seem like an owner Bill Belichick wants to coach for, to me. You, you probably have... Maybe you're right. Maybe Jerry wanted him and he didn't want him. I, I, It would be odd for me to think that with Belichick on the sidelines at age 72 and I'm going to hand you a playoff roster in the NFC. You don't have to coach against your Patriots. You know, like it's not like to me, it seems almost too good to be true. So why didn't it happen? And you may have nailed it. Maybe you didn't want to get into that mess with Jerry. But if this is Bill's last chance to do it without Tom Brady and prove that he is the greatest coach around, Passing Shula as a Dallas Cowboy head coach and then maybe getting deeper into the playoffs and making a run. Like, it's it's too good to be true. I can't believe this didn't happen. I own a $4 billion franchise, and I got the greatest coach out there. And, Bill's and I got a playoff roster. He's listening. He's taking a second interview with Atlanta. Call Shefty. Coming up in a couple I know, of days. I know we're not supposed to have him on for six days, but maybe we do an advance. It's, just, it's a personality clash. I really believe that. What about, let's quickly go to the to the Eagles, because I feel like Nick Sirianni isn't safe, although we're now getting into a road where he probably is safe at this point. This guy has the best winning percentage in Eagles history. Like, And I, to me, here's the only reason I would fire Nick Sirianni. Wait, say that again? He's got the best head coaching percentage in the franchise history? I think so. Wow. Okay. For, for, for winning percentage. Okay. No, yeah. I guess I was expecting Andy Reid. Yeah, well, there. if you exclude a few short, no, I, I don't. Okay. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not I started thinking just, about. Well, Dick Vermeil took over a really bad team, but Peterson may have. He's got a small sample so size. So Reed right, Peterson though? and Vermeil come to my mind. Sirianni's only two years in, though. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about a very short. Right, right, right. I mean, he's probably up in the almost seventy percent win percentage. I mean, yeah, they've been rolling. And so, that's not even what I'm thinking about. I have to know because their embarrassment was an embarrassment too, and that's why when I asked Schefter about it, they seem different to me. One guy's team likes him. In Dallas, but they got embarrassed. So now they have his back. Mm -hmm. They must like him. Jerry says they like him. I'll take him at his word. The Eagles, they implode, and I have no idea whether his reputation as a player's coach is really real. I don't know. Did you see Goddard and Hurts have problems? A.J. Brown's had problems with Hurts. Where was A.J. Brown, by the way? I know he was obviously didn't play in the game, but I don't think he was there. That's not a good look either. 
that he wasn't there to support his teammates. And I thought I saw a screen grab mm-hmm. of A.J. Brown was at some type of event, concert, boxing match or something. And he wasn't at the game. So to, the, so to your point, Ar, I don't think that's a great look for Sirianni either. It's I don't know whether it, maybe he's too much of a player's coach. Maybe he's giving him too much room. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. But if that locker room supports him and responds to him, they certainly didn't show it when it counted. Because <laughs> if there's one team that had a chance to flip the switch, it was and the, they didn't have AJ Brown, so that's a that's, big deal. That's huge. But yeah. if there's one team that said, "Hey, all this garbage that we've just gone through over the last five six weeks," guess what? Everybody starts at zero. Do we have to do it on the road? Yeah, they looked horrible. I know, and it's just the missed tackles so, and the secondary like. Baker and the Bucks were like, this is easy out here. Yeah. You got the Madden sliders down on rookie The right funny now. thing is, is I think the easy guy to move on from was McCarthy. He's staying. The hard guy to move on from was Sirianni, and they may move on from him. It's very odd. All right, we're going to come back with some uh, pre-snap reads. Guess who has to go on the road? Who's that? Your boy, Patty. Patty. And some interesting news coming out of Chicago here recently that may affect Justin Fields. We'll talk about it next. Rothman and Ice on the Fan. One, two, three. Here in the Fan is always football o'clock. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. The Fan. And- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rockman and Ice present Free Snap Reads. Sponsored by the Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care. Indeed they are, and Low T Center is your place to make this new year a great one. So you've been feeling down, a little grumpy, notice some weight gain, lack of motivation, could be low T. Get your levels checked at low T center, 25 bucks, 25 minutes. You'll have those results. Your curiosity will be cured. And maybe you'll feel really good about where you are on the scale. Maybe not. And it's just a simple blood test. And you'll get to find out. So it's not your typical doctor's office. You know about low T center by now. Their physicians specialize in treating low T. They've been exclusively treating men for years with most health insurance accepted, and they have affordable and convenient treatment options if you need it. Physician monitored, self-inject right to your home. There's no need to drive to the center every week. So like I said, 25 bucks, and you'll have your T-level tested at LowTCenter.com is where you want to make that appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. All right, we got a lot going on. It looks like Mike Vrabel is getting interviewed in L.A. with the Chargers. Hey. Hey. Can understand why he would definitely be interested. And, you know, I can understand completely why they would be interested. That's a franchise, too, that may need a little bit of a uh, a grittier type of coach, right? Because to me, they've got this vibe of, hey, high-flying, hey, we're going to kill you with Herbert and Allen like they need a little bit more identity especially on defense and we know Vrabel can do that we saw what he did down in Tennessee so you'd have the offensive part of the equation in good hands with Herbert but on defense I could really see Vrabel helping out the offense and getting some more resistance there because you got playmakers on that side of the ball with Joey Bosa and Derwin James and Khalil Mack so some building blocks that I think would definitely be intriguing for Vrabes for sure yeah I almost feel like you know, if you were a team that wanted to go with um, 
more like a defensive-minded guy. Um, boy, I feel like almost the Raiders might fit. Um, but that is very interesting because the Chargers need someone who is not as big of a just seesaw guy as the guy Staley. they had. Yeah, Staley. I mean, find a fit for this guy and make it work, Vrabel. Because if Harbaugh is the favorite, which I guess I would still put him as the favorite, Vrabel gives that a lot of cushy landing for the Chargers if they don't if they don't land Harbaugh. And so now I don't know internally. I don't think they'll stay internal. But Vrabel to me is the opposite of Staley. So I like Vrabel. I everybody does because he's gutsy, but he's smart. I think you got to be both. I don't need just some guy just doing stuff out of the blue because he's trying to send a message that his team's weak or not not weak. So I like that. Yeah. This would be an amazing thing. If Spanos, well, depends how cheap he wants to be. If he, because if he's going after both these guys, uh, give Rabel $10 million a year and go. I think Jim Harbaugh would maybe speak more to Justin Herbert. Because of his offensive mm-hmm. play-calling ability and what we've seen him do up in Michigan, what we've seen him do at San Francisco. Rabel's never had a guy that talented. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you saw what he did with Tannehill and that offense. And yes, Oof. he had arguably the best running back in the sport. But at the quarterback position, you're right, AR. He has not had this type of dude. So, yeah, man, that, uh, that Chargers job would be the one for me. That's where I would try to land. How does this news hit you? Coming from our guy, Shefty. Former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, a senior offensive analyst and quarterback coach at USC, is expected to interview for the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator job. I know how it's hitting me. Caleb Williams and his camp said, oh, yeah, you guys want to draft me Mm -hmm. at one? Go get my boy. Go get my boy. So I think this is uh, one of the biggest breadcrumbs that I'll remember when it comes to Justin Fields because it seems to me now that we're getting a parting of ways. When this stuff starts to come together, now look, he hasn't gotten the job, but I do believe that Caleb Williams said, oh yeah, you guys want to draft me? Got to bring in a guy in I'm familiar with and an offense that I'm familiar with too. Didn't work with Kyler Murray, right? I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, they gave that kid $100 million guaranteed and all of a sudden you're you're a four-win football team, so they fire Kingsbury and after they were trying to pair them together for greatness, and maybe you put Cliff's that more fault, on Murray, though, right? right? That's the contract, what I'm saying. yeah, sure, it's not his fault. No, we we always question whether that was too early to give that guy that amount of money, yeah. as as athletic as he is. So that would be very interesting. I'm glad you read it that way. I've read it that way as well. That he's the guy that would be able to tap into and start them on a journey together. Because there's been some stuff out there, and I don't know how true it is that, you know, people up in Chicago have a feel that Caleb Williams doesn't find them as the most attractive location. But these are are things that you do, right? (laughs) When you feel like you can get your hands on a really, really good talent at quarterback, you move things around for him. I know some people aren't going to like these type of things where you're talking about a guy that's not even in the league yet, maybe dictating what a franchise does, but... The Houston Texans have shown that when you get the guy, it ain't going to take long for you to be competitive. So I understand. Yeah, I don't think this would be... Well, I guess if if you're a Kingsbury and you need a job, whether you get Caleb or whether you get Justin Fields... You know why you take this job, too? 
is because Matt Eberflus He's, might be gone after a year. That's true, because he, he could be on very thin ice and, this year. And I could be Caleb's head coach again in a year. You could be if you could, unless you also have to look at it as if Eberflus gets fired, then you could be fired. You could be gone. If you're not the guy, then you lose your job again. Well, I think if they yeah. draft Caleb, I think he would be safe mm-hmm. because Caleb wants him there. So regardless of what happens to Eberflus, I think Cliff Kingsbury would be okay. I like it. I do. I think this is for an organization in the Bears that have hired offense coordinators like I change underwear. Oh, wow. I'm probably not changing as much say, as you guys would like. Because according the, to you. Seven-man rotation or whatever I'm on. I thought it was like a three-man rotation. That's, it gets you through seven days. No, no. Sometimes your setup man has to eat a few more innings on the weekend. That's all I was saying. If you get my CB's drift. CB's face palming over there. That is CB, you can't tell me that in your lifetime you haven't had uh, a pair of underwear that has thrown a full game, a complete game, and you've brought him back on short rest. I, that hasn't happened I've in done my it. world. Has that happened for you, CB? I don't think so. That's not but I'm true. Trying to, I, I, I'm trying I, to I, map out what the parameters are of the situation are. I love you, that uh, AR's trying to tell you that that's not true. Like he knows all I the draws he, you I want. I just think he's life. lying. That's all. <laughs> What are we considering short rest? Like I'm the day think, after? I'm thinking your guy throws a complete game on a Friday. You've got a late afternoon game on Saturday. You've got to run a few errands. You got to go get some gas. You got to run to the grocery store. You got the pair on. Then you just and you throw the sweats over them. And that guy has okay, to you're eat right. a I few would be or, lying if I said no. Okay, though. thank you. I just gave him the perfect CB, game scenario. Don't bend the knee. Lie, if anything. Hold on. Stay, stay ten toes out. See, Aaron, your scenario, then you just go drawless. You know, you know, you know, no, know, see, sweats. You know, I'm not your game, not ours. You know no, no, not this time of, of year. Of course, why not? I got a jacket, hoodie, beanie on. I'm good. All right, you know. You're coming up with scenarios. I like that. <laughs> your pre-snap reads. I've got a scenario for you when it comes to your bathroom. Uh, speaking of drawers and all that. So it's the bath authority. Uh, love these people. So if you have a, a shower that's old, it's outdated, the mold and mildew, or just broken tiles, Call my friends. Get a hold of them at Bath Authority. Uh, they provide the highest quality remodeling products around. So, And the, the customer service is world class. So what it means to you is you'll get something that's low maintenance, and you'll get something that's going to last for decades. It comes with a lifetime warranty. So walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions, a lot more. If you're thinking about that or know you need it, every unit's custom-built, so you're going to pick everything you want out of it. If you need safety features, you need like a, a low-profile shower, the grab bar, shower seats, they've got it all. 100% made in the USA, and they can install it in as little as one day by a certified factory technician. So get a hold of them, Bath Authority. Get $1,000 off a new shower or bath plus 36 months of interest-free financing. Uh, you're going to be their priority at bathauthority.com. A better bath awaits you. Hockey and Hounds awaits us next with J.D., Rothman and Ice and the Fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ah! 
Brockman and Ice present Hockey and Hounds. Sponsored by Telhio Credit Union. Now joining the boys, the top dog in the front office, John Davidson. All right, they are coming off of one of the most exciting games of the season, but it comes with some drama. And it's so great to revisit with the president of Hockey Ops, John Davidson, here on Hockey and Hounds, brought to you by Telhio Credit Union. JD, I hope things are okay in your world. It's great to have you back. Yeah, all good, all good. How are you guys? Okay, good, good. hanging in there. Good. Um, yeah, listen, good. listen. This is uh, this is one of the times we're here. We're coming off a, an outstanding shootout win. Elvis is back in the pipes, and the place is going crazy. <laughs> and then you've got uh, this is not. You're no stranger to this. Um, you're a goalie, no. a very, very good one. Um, this kid has some emotional swagger. He has talent. That's why you guys gave him the money. Maybe the consistency certainly isn't where it should be. But now you've got a player that is publicly trying to come up with a different situation for himself. Um, well, how, yeah. do you, how do you react to well, this, and how, how difficult will this be to manage? I think it's going to sound a little wacky, but what's gone through the last two or three days, maybe it's going to make it better. I know he, hasn't, he has not asked to be traded. I know that he said some things. Sometimes, you know what's interesting, guys? When you have a locker room of 25 guys, they're not all the same. I mean, you have your own children. They don't all have the same personalities. And when you get into the world of sports, you as management people beg for what we call zero maintenance players, players that come in, practice hard, play hard, train hard, live well, and zero maintenance. But then you have others that are completely different. And uh, Elvis would fit into that different category. He's uh, When you talk to him one-on-one, he's a good guy, but he gets emotionally um, strung out sometimes. And uh, there's been good discussions with him. I've talked to his agent a couple of times in the last few days, and uh, everything seems to be calm right now instead of when the volcano went off. You know, he was steamed that he hadn't played a, a bunch. He hadn't dressed some. And if I, I think it, he felt he was being perceived as the third goaltender. And he wasn't happy about it, nor would I be. But you got to handle it differently than what he did. He's had some issues where he hasn't handled things well throughout the season. But uh, he's a work in progress. And I, I think as of right now, watching practice today, I went down there for a little bit. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm coming off back surgery, and it's right. been hard. But uh, but I went down there a little bit and and watched, and I liked the way he worked. I liked the way the team worked. So, it's again, it's it's... I guess another way to look at it, too, is when you run a hockey organization or any business, let's just take any business that have a multitude of people working there, you're going to expect curveballs. You get curveballs every day. If there's, if there's a curveball that that doesn't happen in a day, God bless America, because they do. And it could be anything from a flu bug for a player to a broken finger to a, to a relative of a player or anybody else that works for you that has health issues. It could be anything from A to Z, and you got to learn to deal with it. And this is another one of those situations we had to learn to deal with it. Hopefully it's calmed down now. Elvis, is, he has talent. He has flair. But just play, stop the puck, play, stop the puck, work hard in practice. Generally, if you do that, things work out. 
JD, I, I want to ask, dig a little deeper on that because I, I know when you when we see on the outside a player talk to the media and voice maybe his displeasure publicly, that can kind of sound yeah. the alarms for us on the outside. I know you mentioned that sure. you talked to his sure. agent. When things like this happen, JD, yeah. is there a sit down with you, the player, and some other decision makers to calm the waters, or do you generally go through the agent? No, it can be a combination. In this situation, I talked to the agent a couple of times who I know, who's a pretty good guy. He's a very calm guy. Yarmo sat with uh, with Elvis and had a nice discussion, well, a real good discussion with him. And 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 you have to, you can't sit down and, and sugarcoat this stuff. You can't do it. You got to sit down and you have to shoot from the hip. That's just what it is. And uh, then there's reality involved, and then we see where it goes. Uh, listen, Elvis is he's a um, He's been through a lot in his life, but so have a lot of other people been through a lot in their lives. And uh, some people handle things differently than others. Some people just are different than others. So he's ours, and we're going to deal with Elvis. We want him to play well for us. We want him to be a uh, just 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 be be a guy that shows up, works hard, and uh, have fun doing what he's doing with his craft. You'll be appreciated if if all that happens. And so we'll see where it goes. You wave Spencer Martin today. So I guess mm-hmm. that's did that have that had something to do with this? Now does Elvis? No, 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 no. We've got three goalies, and it, it was a tough situation. We had Tarasov has come back after not playing much last season because of his hip injury and other injuries. Because he, the way the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, is written, he would have to clear waivers to go to the minors. We don't want to do that because we think he'd be picked up. He's a young guy who has an immense amount of talent that through our schedule, the way it's been lately, where if he plays this night, there's two days off before he plays again and three days off before he plays again. That's one reason why he played those games. We want to see him play. It wasn't because of we don't we hate this guy, we don't want this guy to play. It's because we had to get him into games. Simple as that. And he did play, and he didn't play as well as we had hoped. I mean, let's face facts. He's a better goaltender than what he played. He has had a couple of great games, um, um, but but not consistent enough. So with now uh, traveling, games tightening up, all that stuff, we've made the decision that his knee and his hip is pretty good. We've got to find a way to uh, get get more out of everything, including uh, including Tarasov, get Elvis playing. So we're going to put Spencer on waivers, which he is. And by the way, he's been a real good, solid citizen. This guy's, uh, he's a pro. There's a pro with zero maintenance right there. None. Zero. But uh, if he clears, he'll get some time in Cleveland. I have a funny feeling he's not going to clear. That's just my gut feeling. But, I, you know, you can't read other people's minds around the league. And if he goes on to somewhere else, uh, you know what? Good for him, and thanks for what you did for us. He's, he was terrific. But we think that uh, uh, Tarasov is a bigger part of our future. Okay, so how do you play this out now? I know you're not coaching the team, but you have a big voice in it. What, how would you define this moving forward, the combination with what, how you want to develop Tarasov and see what you need in him, and then also pacify your, your $5 million-plus goalie who, is, uh, <laughs> who you clearly think is still talented? Yeah, he is talented. He is talented. There's no question about it. It's just that he gets, gets in, uh, in his own way sometimes, which mm-hmm. is... Which is, and there we go again. We've got to untangle it. But hopefully he'll learn. We'll see. I think with, with Tarasov and, well, Elvis is going to play. And uh, once we get out west, we'll see 
it's, it's up to the coaches. It's how they feel. Nick Backstrom is the goalie coach. He's a former player. And they'll try to uh, make sure that uh, they have the right practice time. They'll make sure that Tarasov's going to get some games. We, we've got to, you know, we're in the situation we're in, we want to win games. Our coaches, our players, they want to win games. No matter where you are in the standings, they want to win. And most nights we play hard. Most nights we play well enough to win. And so we're, we're going to keep that attitude going. Um, but we've got to find out with Tarasov. Tarasov can't go through the rest of the season and not get games because then mm-hmm. it'll end up being two seasons that, that have been lost because of injury or inactivity. So we're just going to go forward with, with what you see. Uh, Jed Greaves, if, 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 if Jed Greaves becomes our number three because Spencer's picked up on waivers, so be it. He's a good young goalie. If Spencer doesn't clear waivers, he'll go to Cleveland. And uh, most likely he keeps playing well and Greaves plays well. And if we need a, a change, we'll just see how it is. So quick answer to this. You, you are not trying to shop Elvis? No, 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 no. Elvis has to play well. Elvis has yeah. to get past his demons. You know, I mean, he, he's, um, he's, he's, a, he's a goaltender that has a huge amount of talent. People know that. But when you when you get involved with, with bad decisions like he did with Washington and Tom Wilson and like he did the other day, he's had some. So he's got to get through it, get over it. And if he plays really good for us, and if he plays really good for us and he walked in a year from now, I want out of here, well, then somebody might be interested. Mm-hmm. But you, the, the key is that you have to play well and you have to be a good citizen. A goaltender is a, is a player in this game that uh, – um, you can love it when players want to play for that goaltender because he just wants it so bad. And and Elvis has to work at every end of his game to get everything into place. And he's 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 gonna, he's he's tried in a lot of ways. He's made some headway, but every once in a while the volcano explodes and here we go again. I said to Maddie before you came on earlier in the show, there's a reason you don't hear about guys like Vasilevsky and Hellebuck. They do their job and the guys play yeah, hard I, for I, yeah, you know. I've seen I've been, I've been around a long time. I've seen some good ones. Mike Richter is yep. right at the top of that class. Yep. Dominic Hoshik. The, the great ones no doubt. are really, really special. But sometimes you've got to learn. And again, 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 and I'll say this, and I mean it, all personalities are different. They're just different. Uh, a lot of goalies don't have flair. Elvis has flair, and he likes flair. It makes him tick a little bit. But sometimes you've got to control all that stuff. Yep. And it's just how it works. It's just how it works. And then you have to, no matter the circumstance, no matter the circumstance, when when it gets crazy and everybody's losing their minds, you got to keep yours. You just do. It's how it works. All right, I'm going to leave you with some good news because we're we're close to the end here. Last time we had you on, because I know you're going to remember this name, yeah. I pitched a dog named Guy Smiley. Um, yeah, I, I Guy remember, Smiley. Yeah. So yeah. his his uh, new owner was listening to the program. And the exact quote was, he just knew that that was the dog for him. And so that's a little breaking news on our end that a dog, the the last time you came on, and we'll keep pitching him, but uh, I wish you and the family well, well, and I want to thank you for coming on. This is uh, certainly hopping right back into the frying pan of the the circus that you have to to run, but uh, wishing you well and hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thanks. And the guy smiley, and have a great time with your new family, buddy. Yeah, outstanding. Thanks, J.D. Be well. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, we'll leave it on that good news, Maddie. There you go. Uh, and I'll pitch the new ones on social as we go through it.
We'll come back with Tell the Truth. Rothman and Ice on the Fan. Common Man has spent the past 18 years telling you how much he hates people. And yes, that probably means you, too. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tell the truth with Rothman and Ice. Uh, that, uh, tell, by the way, telling the truth, that was a very, very enlightening Hockey and Hounds we just did with John Davidson about the Elvis situation. Uh, nobody knows more about being a goalie than this guy, John Davidson. Um, and since we pushed that all the way up to the brink, I do want to continue to thank my sponsor, Tell Higher Credit Union. They are just awesome. And every time JD or Z pops on, they make a generous donation to the Hockey and Hounds Fund, which then we turn around to these shelters and animals that are in such need. And I will put out a dog on social media today. My friends over at Union County Humane Society in Marysville. Just an awesome, uh, Maddie, an army of volunteers over there. Chip was the dog that I wanted to mention before we had to go to commercial break. Uh, Chip is, is beautiful. He's a little black and white, a little pity mix. Um, he came in. He was a stray. Um, they got him at a rest area. I bet somebody dumped him on 33 in Marysville. He was brought to the shelter, had some bad skin issues. They've really done a great job with that. And Chip is amazing. He's just He's done well with cats. He has several doggy friends. He enjoys playing and running, spending time. All he wants is uh, give kisses and get in that big chair and just uh, comfy it down for the winter time. Yes, he wants to go on walks too, but uh, Chip is my friend at uchspets.org for Hockey and Hounds. Thank you, fellas. CB, take over. All right, first one up. Who says you can't stay in college forever? Because don't tell that to tight end from Miami, Cam McCormick. He was just granted his ninth year of eligibility oh to play for the Hurricanes next year. He had suffered four <laughs> season-ending en- injuries in the past. Wow. He was in the recruiting class with Jalen Hurts and Nick Bosa. <laughs> My question to you is, what type of classes do you think you're taking in a ninth year that isn't a doctorate? Wow. So he's 25? That's Let's say you're in your ninth year. You got your your ninth year of college mm-hmm. football granted to you. What yeah. classes are you taking? Because I'm sure at that point you've got your degree all locked up. I want to be in like the culinary classes where I could just become like a an iron chef. You know what I'm saying? Start chipping away at that career, right? Just kind of eat for free. You get the chef stuff, chef things up in your class and eat them all the time and learn from some experienced chefs. Like that sounds like a good time to me in my ninth year of college down in Miami. Um, I rewatched the last episode of The Walking Dead from season 11 yesterday as well. Why, I don't know. Because I guess the new one's coming up, right? And I I told you, right, the big cliffhanger with Rick. So give me some sort of a uh, zombies in popular media type class. I think there has to be one at this point in time. I want to review the history of The Walking Dead. I want to do all of them. I want to know why in Dawn of the Dead, in the new one, that the zombies can sprint and run like a 4-4-40, but in every other zombie movie I've ever seen, they can only walk. World so War I, Z, they're flying too. Well, what, what happened here? What has evolved? I need to know this, why in certain movies, the zombies can run 
And in Walking Dead, it's just you can easily just sidestep them. I, I need a okay. zombies and popular media class, and that'll take me through the semester. Why are you always lying? All right, which side would you rather back back on Bet Three Six Five? The Detroit Lions minus six and a half, or the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half? I'll take the shorter odds and roll with the Chiefs. Cover that two and a half. I know Patty's going on the road for this first time in his career in the postseason. Mm. So yeah, give me that plus two and a half. That feels a little better to me. Maddie, boy, it sounds right, but this Buffalo team is, they mean business. And I think that they will cover that. And you know, I'm a favorite guy, so I'm going to ride with the Lions here. I think they can, at home, they can win that game by a touchdown. It certainly could be close, but I'm worried more that the Bills are really for real. Well, boy, they're very, CB, one of the great conundrums this week. I'll go with the Lions at home, covering the You sit on a throne of lies. We know he couldn't go away from his Lions. That's the squad, man. Come on. All right. uh, I don't think it's official, but it seems like every form of confirmation so far says that Jason Kelsey is going to be retiring Mm -hmm. now that the season is over. Do you think he would be a good fit in a TV booth? I'm in. I'm all in on Jason Kelsey. I've caught clips of their podcast. With he and his brother, Travis, and he's entertaining. He'd be informative. And uh, I think he could be kind of like Jeff Saturday. I enjoyed Jeff Saturday on TV. Didn't really enjoy watching him coach in the NFL, but he's been good on TV. And I think Jason Kelsey's got some of that in his bag and more. I'm in. You know, I don't I don't listen to the podcast. I've, I've heard the clips. I wonder if he has the energy for TV. I'm sure he has the knowledge. Oh, he's got that energy. Okay, I've not you listened. Remember the, you remember that uh, Super Bowl parade speech he gave? You don't okay, remember? Okay, well, that's... <laughs> he can't be drunk in the booth. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could. Hey, we're going to spice things up. Um, I mean, you know, there are, there are teams that, that have depth issues when it comes to the broadcast booth. So, I question it a little bit on whether he could be ultra successful, but it sounds like he'd be willing to let it fly. And that's what they want. And the truth shall set you free. If you missed anything from the show and especially our very good interview with J.D. John Davidson over there at the Jackets for a great Hockey and Hounds segment talking about Elvis and more, wherever you get your podcast, type in Rothman and Icing. We will be there ready and available for you. All right, back on a playoff football Friday tomorrow at high noon. Common Man and T-Bone next. Rothman and Ice on the fan. The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The fan. Ohio sports destination. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by Mary Haven. Mary Haven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. Of the four NFL division games this weekend, the biggest public side as of now is the Texans at plus nine. Houston's getting 63% of the tickets against Baltimore. And the biggest playoff upset of all time for the Packers, 1996 against the 49ers. For your Mary Haven action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Casting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon. I'm Paul Keels. Blue Jackets today plays goaltender Spencer Martin on waivers and send defenseman David Jerichek to Cleveland. Jackets be in action tomorrow facing the New Jersey Devils. Meanwhile, top 25 college hoops tonight. 10th-ranked Memphis faces South Florida, number 14 Illinois and Michigan at 23rd-ranked FAU post Wichita State. Golf opening round of the American Express at La Quinta, California. Xander Shoffley, Adrian DeMont-Chassard, and Chesson Headley share the early lead at 4-under par, one stroke ahead of the field. Tennis of the Australian Open today. Carlos Alcaraz and Iga Swiatek advanced with wins, while Jessica Pegula and Holger Rune were upset victims. This update brought to you by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, give Mark Levy a call at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP or visit him online at sleepbettercolumbus.com. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan, Ohio sports destination. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.